What's going on, everyone? Welcome to the Season Gaming Big Cast, episode 256. We are back with your weekly gaming show covering all the biggest topics in gaming with industry technical and legal insight. And the fabulous four, well, not really fabulous, but the four of us are back here today in normal form. Starting with Mr. The Man, The Myth, The Legend, Mr. Rodriguez. How we doing, man? I'm good, man. I'm here. It's always the... It's, I was like, it started off like I'm, I've actually made it again. So is he blurry? Know. Are you blurry, Dan? Maybe. I'll have to take my camera life. off here in a second. And, yeah, <laughs> That's man. how Dan, Dan, Dan looks in real life when you meet him. He's slightly, he's, oh, he's like, he, he's like, he's like Bigfoot, just naturally out of focus. Yes. <laughs> Always. No, that does. It does hey, look, that's the host of Cox Radio you're speaking to. Yeah. All right. Okay, X 1310. Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> that's right, buddy. That's what I do. We were, uh, we were talking prior to the show about our first jobs and the things we did when we were younger and learned that Dan was a, a DJ radio host. So there's something for, for the audience today we that played, you didn't expect. We literally used like 45s at times. That's how old the station was. Um, <laughs> and a lot of it was, you know, just our explain our play- you might want to explain to Travis what a 45 is. Yeah. I thought you had I thought you had a gun. I'll be no. honest. No. <laughs> you said you have 45s. No. So I was like, small, are they like, it's like yeah, country it's music? Single, like they're like shooting guns in the air while they. <laughs> it's a single vinyl. It's just a little tiny record. And uh, yeah. we, that's what we would use. Uh, our playlist was a bunch of uh, like three by, there's a little note cards that you have in a little plastic basket. And you would just pick the first one and then put it, put it in the back of it. And there's, you know, a few hundred songs. And they were all old. It was like super old. Like, I mean, I don't know, man. It was just, it was bad. But we did a lot of like Chicago Cubs games and I'm a huge Cubs fan. So those days were great because you could just sit there and you just press the button every time the commercial popped up and you just went, <laughs> and then you just listened to the Cubs game. It was fantastic. Then we had a country station that was completely automated. Like we did nothing. Like it was all automated and all we did was record the weather. And then we would go and then we would insert that into the, you know, whenever it popped up. And then they would do St. Louis Cardinal games over there. Um, and you'd have to just sit there and press a button every once in a while or do the weather live. That was very it was, labor intensive. It was station really played both Cubs and Cardinals games. Yeah. Well, we had two different stations. We had KOKX 1310, which is the AM station. Then we had like 95.9 country something, you know, and then my, you know, people at, I was new to that high school and uh, that town. And they were like, oh man, I heard you on the radio. We were listening to this. And I was like, yeah, I don't know. You know, I would, it, it was so bad. It was such a small town. Like they would give us stuff to give away like free pizzas or like a, a hearty sandwich, you know, and nobody would call in. So I'm like, you know, eventually I got to the point where I was just like, Hey, anybody calls, I'll give you like three free Frisco burgers, you know, whatever it takes. Just call, you know, and talk to me for a second, but nobody would ever do it. Nobody would ever do it. Oh my God. All right, that's great. Um, <laughs> moving on to uh, the Hogue himself. Good morning, man. The Hogue. I like it. The Hogue. That's, yeah, that's, that's how you should introduce yourself from now on. The Hogue. The Hogue. I, I wasn't a DJ at any point in my life, but I did work at the electronics boutique. In the mall, you said. In the mall. Oh, yes. Yeah. Right yeah. next to the maternity time. Yes. <laughs> So I, I was the guy on my lunch break, my 15-minute long lunch break at Chick-fil-A, who would run down the electronics boutique and look at the games I couldn't afford. So that was cool. Nice. nice. We couldn't yeah, afford them either. <laughs> yeah. 
And last but not least, the tie guy himself. Not tie guy Tyler. Tie guy Travis. Good morning, sir. I got Travis. Yeah. Um, I was a radio DJ at one point. Um, I, we didn't talk about this before the show, but yeah, I had a, a nerd talk show in a uh, local San Francisco based radio network. Um, and people would call in on my show because I would say things that nobody agreed with and it would get nerds all riled up and they'd call me. Um, we also did a thing called a spoiler cast, which is not at all what you think it is. It was people would give us the phone numbers of their friends and then we would call them up and spoil the endings of things that they were currently enjoying. <laughs> that was our version of a spoiler cast. Oh, <laughs> we, would, we would ruin awesome. their day with their friend's permission. So they would have to get mad at their friends. And we do it live on the radio and then we just hear them rage. Um, now through mine. the power of the internet, Ty Guy Travis brings it to all of you. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I've really moved up in, uh, in the world. Um, <laughs> or down, I don't know. Yeah, Stacy uh, said true to form. Yep. True to form. Yeah. Yeah. That was my contribution to our show. Um, yeah. Uh, and um, I worked a number of retail jobs as a, as a youth that I was fired from because I was very unlikable and still am. Yeah. It's good times. It all no adds comment. up. It all, it adds, all adds up. up. <laughs> my origin story, my dark origin story. <laughs> Well, it's been a uh, it's been a rather quiet week in games. So today we're going to be talking about uh, Hoax got some thoughts on Final Fantasy 16. I'm sure Dan does as well. So share. We want to talk about a little game VR game of all things called Synapse that came out this week. Uh, we're going to be talking extensively about the game of the year race. I went through this morning and kind of put together all the games that are released because we're basically right at the halfway point of the year, um, along with what's coming the rest of the year. And it is absolutely absurd, like we've all been saying. So we today are going to do something a little different where this, the four of us are going to bet on what six games will be the finalists for game of the year at the Game Awards. And whoever does worst on this, whoever gets the least number correct, um, has to play a game that the other three of us will pick for them at the end of the year. So maybe we'll make it a holiday event and we'll come back and do that. But uh, we hope that Dan loses because we already have pre-purchased Oxenfree 2 for him due to his severe love of Oxenfree. Um, but we'll see what happens here. This should be fun. We didn't decide, guys, if there's a tie. Do both people have to play or three people? What oh, happens yes. all four of us tie? Oh, I mean, I would, I, would, I would love if all four of us were playing games we didn't want to. That's That could be its own <laughs> show. We need to find we need to find a, a terrible like four person co op game that we just have uh, to play three in. games Travis reviewed under a four. Yeah, <laughs> won't be hard this year. My God, <laughs> uh, we'll figure that out. But it should be fun. We're going to pick that today, and then of course we've got a few little news items to cover. But of course, to get us started, we do have a super chat right out of the gate from Mister Googleman <clears throat> himself, getting us started prior to the show, like he does every week. Googleman. All right. With the five euros, yesterday I saw a video on Moto Pizza, and suddenly my envy level for Ains rose significantly. Uh, the Apple Plus Foundation Season 2 is upon us as well. All right. Moto I Pizza. I don't know what Moto Pizza is. I don't know either. Oh, um, I know. <clears throat> it's, a, it's a pizza joint, I'm assuming. Pizza joint where you, it's like Chipotle, like you choose all the toppings right there in line for your own pizza. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Oh, he's calling it Moto M O T O. That's different than the one I'm familiar with. Okay, maybe I don't know what that is then. 
All right, know, Google, you're going to have to explain it to me because I don't know why where my name comes in. I, I feel like his, his comment every week is is designed to make us not understand what's going on, right? Is that <laughs> that's my understanding is that he's just he's just messing with us every week yeah. for five years. Like he said Google it, Google which is kind of ironic. I just did. They're not even close to here. I don't know. We've got something else like that. I can't remember what the hell it's yeah, called. It's called it's called spin. Well, that's even spin. There was another one. It was like I mean, there's I don't know. Yeah, there's lots of but there's, there's a, a lot okay. of them. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're a thing now. Uh, by the way, Foundation yeah. is excellent. Uh, if you haven't watched Foundation on Apple TV, really good sci-fi show and season two, I think comes out next week. Yeah, Just don't expect around. it to reflect the Foundation books. No. I another word <laughs> for Foundation books. Yeah, is that a different series or does it not do a good job of reflecting the books? Is that what you're saying? Does not do a good job of reflecting the books. Okay. They're very famous right. books. I don't know anything about them, but it's mm. probably why I like the show, right? That's the problem with if you know the books, oftentimes the uh no, I think the, the movie of the show's okay. let you down. I think the but show's okay. But like, you can close. like them as just different things. Yeah, mm -hmm. kind of They're different. just different. Yeah, that's, that's Moto Pizza best. appears to make bizarre pizzas, by the way. <clears> Their <throat> website is cool. I wouldn't have done as much animation but you know that's me <laughs> i don't make pizza sites so but, but here's what we have to come up with all right so you've got this moto pizza website but why would anybody be envious of ains because it exists yeah maybe he thought he lived in seattle i don't know but, that you know, yeah we've got pie i i, I think googleman's job is to make our first 10 minutes awkward i think that's <laughs> his goal <laughs> oh man, oh, man. Well, well, good to see everyone he got us again. He works. It works. Thank you for the super chats in all seriousness, Googleman and uh, chat. Good to see everyone this morning. Um, also wanted to shout out uh, Tyler Owens from last week. If you were uh, unable to or if you missed us last week, I should say um, we had Tyler Owens from Respawn Entertainment, who uh, had previously worked on Rocket Arena, Halo 5 with 343 and is now on Apex Legends. It was a great conversation about kind of live service games, kind of misconceptions and other things to do with how games are developed. So if you missed that, I would highly suggest checking it out. He had a good time and really complimented us in the, the chat and everyone. So thank you for that last week. Awesome. All right. Um, guys, why don't we go ahead and get into uh, kind of currently playing. I know Travis has a, a banger of a game he's ready to talk about. Um, that. <laughs> so Travis, uh, what game will you be adding to IGN's article soon around uh, the god awful games that you are made to play for review over there? Uh, so I can't talk about the game yet because I am under oh, embargo, sorry. but okay. I can tell you that I'm currently playing a game that I am desperately not enjoying. <laughs> um, and uh, it is uh, it is probably going to end up on the playlist that you're referencing, Ains, or, or IGN playlist of terrible games IGN has made me play. And uh, my problem with this one is that this game is not just bad. It has the audacity of being bad and extremely long, which is the worst combination of things to be. And so I have spent almost my entire weekend playing this game. I am not done with it. The review is due tomorrow. Uh, I, I'm probably near the end though. I, I had a breakthrough last night at like 3 a.m. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm um, I'm suffering currently. But the good news is, yes, if you try to Travis again, is suffering, know that he yes. is suffering. Yeah, I am suffering. Don't worry. Uh, the good news <laughs> is, you know, I've I've reviewed a couple good games this year. A couple really, actually, a lot of good, good games this year, um, including Dave the Diver most recently. And uh, my next review, I think, is going to be a good game. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, Remnant 2, a game I've played 
a good amount of uh, due to uh, covering it for IGN um, in March for I IGN first. Um, so yeah, I'm, I've got good stuff ahead of me, but yeah, I'm currently in the midst of a hellish gaming experience. Uh, <laughs> and I, it is just everything I can do to not scream. Cause I am, I am hot off the heels of, of wasting my four day holiday weekend on uh nintendo's everybody wants you switch mm -hmm. which was, um, was so sad it was a sad game it made me sad um yeah it was a very odd situation to be in because i i don't live with enough people to review a party game without reaching out to others and so i found myself uh last weekend inviting myself to as many parties and barbecues as I could and then making everybody there play this game. I had to. I had no option. I had to play this game as much as possible. And if you play an hour-long party game that does not go well at a party, it kind of ends the party. Nobody is going to play with you a second time, so you have to find another party to go to. Like, th that was the situation, is I would go and be like, hey, guys, actually, you know, I'm reviewing this game. Would you guys be down to play? And then they play it, and they'd be like, wow, that sucked. Let's not do that again. And I'd be like, cool, I'm going to go. And then I would try to find somebody else to force this Morris, game on. Ruining barbecues across the 4th of July. Literally, I ruined probably seven parties last weekend. And uh, I, yeah, I it, it was terrifying. I, 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 a lot of my friends are not happy with me right now. So that's my current state of life um so anyway that's what i'm dealing with and playing a couple bad games but i got remnant coming up and i'm excited for that game and uh yeah that's me that's what i'm doing i am awesome. too yeah a lot of people excited for remnant too and that comes out soon that comes out on the 20th right it comes out on the 20 21st 22nd uh 25th 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 all right so yeah, i've got 15 days list. i'm i'm getting it tomorrow because yeah, i think the 21st is pikmin 4 i believe oh yeah <laughs> i'm okay. excited for that game um let's see what Very am i cool. playing so i final, final fantasy 16 this week yes. you said it's your favorite game of the year and you gave it a very high hoag score so explain this to me sir yes well i mean as i've often said it's all expectations based to some extent right so like the one game i had dismissed of being a game i was really looking forward to this year was final fantasy 16 even though i have a natural tendency towards liking final fantasy stories I, I Final Fantasy is my favorite series in video games, but Final Fantasy 16 surprised me when the demo came out. And then I've been playing it for two weeks, beat it this week. And overall, it's one of my favorite experiences of the year. It's a strong story that goes places that I'm not thrilled about, but I <laughs> have a certain amount of leniency towards Square Enix on this because uh, it's not quite as... Out horrible there. as like final fantasy 7 remake and what it decides to do at the end and everything is relatively explained even though i don't like all of its explanations so without spoiling anything i enjoyed my time it was an enjoyable two-week period of every night playing final fantasy 16 i highly recommend it and yeah i gave it a 9.5 but just these numbers aren't as important as the fact that the game is good yeah it's probably about and where Dan, where are you out with it? <clears throat> I finished it. <clears throat> okay. Excuse me. Nice. Um, <clears throat> it was. I'd say I'm about to say I'm not as big of a Final Fantasy fan, obviously as, as Hogue is. So my uh, expectations were pretty, you know, tempered, I guess. And that doesn't. I usually, you know, hold things pretty high. But it was one of those games where I was just like, you know what? I played the demo like Ho did, and I did uh, 
I really enjoyed the combat, and I was like, oh, this might be good. And then, you know, the story kind of hit, at least in the demo, the, you know, the quick, uh, it, it hit pretty hard. And I was like, okay, maybe they, they've done something amazing here. And they did. I think I think it's a great game. Uh, there are just moments in that game that are amazing. And it's, it's those, you know, I could probably name them, you know, but, I, you know, for spoiler reasons, I won't. It, it was, it was. It was fantastic. I had a really good time with it. It was a nice break from something I would normally not play, um, and and it was uh, it was a nice new experience. And I think I think it works as far as you know. It's definitely a Final Fantasy game. It's definitely not an RPG. Uh, it is uh, very uh, uh, action focused, and I think they did a great job with it. I think you know going forward, you know whatever they want to do, I you know it, now we kind of know they can do both. You know that that at Square can so you know whatever they decide going forward with seventeen inevitably it'll be you know I'm along for the ride it's it's, it's it was great and also Hitman three of course <laughs> what what would you say so I've seen a few people say that uh, because of the way the systems are designed in this game their opinion was this should have been a uh, a, a named Final Fantasy game rather than one of the numbered ones any opinions on that either way. I think it's too well, big for that, though. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely enormous, and it's definitely expensive. I mean, one of the things that's really good about Final Fantasy 16 is the polish level that you don't see on other types of games. Mm-hmm. Certainly not on Stranger Paradise or anything like that. <laughs> so it's very highly polished. It deserves a number for that reason. And I think once you have 11 and 14 kind of in the discussion, you can have weird Final Fantasies, even though I think this is not the right direction for the series to go long term. I would, I would wind it back to the final fantasy seven remake combat, which is a lot more uh, turn-based action rather than just action. Um, And I think that that'll be an improvement for them because I do think one of the problems that they have is they kind of get stuck in the middle area, which is that it was good for me, but probably not for action fans that it's just really not as technical as they sold it. It's not Devil May Cry. It's it's a lot less than that. It's uh, sword swinging with cooldowns, but it also isn't tactical, even like a Final Fantasy VII remake, and it certainly isn't an RPG. I mean, one thing that they have to work on, even if they want to go this direction overall to get to Final Fantasy XVII, is party members and mm-hmm. other skills for people or something like that that switches between things and they they worked that out in final fantasy 7 remake and they worked it out a little bit in final fantasy 15 dlc but it is clearly a loss for the series that it's so focused around one person's perspective in a story that is grand and sweeping they built a final fantasy story but just having it be one person's perspective is is enormously shrinking of what that experience is like Mm. i agree yeah, I said last week, like, I didn't get back to it this week, so I can't really comment intelligently here. But I just, I, I, I would say that because of what we've talked about, right, the lack of RPG elements and gear building and, and party building, um, I, I don't have a big um, want to go back to it. Uh, there's nothing really pulling me back. I, I do want to see these grandiose moments that you and others have described, because it sounds like from everyone's experience, those are the things that really kind of define it as a game, are these kind of huge moments boss battle cinematics um that are really kind of high high level in terms of triple a production quality um but i don't i just don't think i can put in the 30 40 50 hours in between to to get to them that's my problem i'm having with it 
Well, I mean, I think it's got a lot of scope and certainly some big moments. I, if I had to make a criticism of those big moments, again, from a kind of mechanical perspective, they're not that interesting. Big icon fights are big, but a couple of them in particular, I think, are, are, are wasted on not having a lot going on with what you're actually doing within them. Yeah. So it's yeah, a, it's a lot of button pressing, you know, yeah, press square. It, yeah. It's a little bit closer to almost a... Um, uh, Asuma's Wrath, or I can't remember what the name of that game was. Azura's Wrath, Azura's yeah, Wrath, Ashura, yeah. yeah. On on uh, some of the older system where you've got these huge things that ultimately wind up being press R one or press square. Or well, even in the even in the demo, the the icon battle in the demo that you play is like a uh, on rails shooter thing. You're just aiming and tapping the button over and over and over again. It's cool looking, but. Boring, you guys really. are describing video games. I mean, hopefully you're holding the button down. <laughs> you can hold the button down. Oh, uh, I probably but, didn't even know um, that. But yeah, that that's one that I think is really well done and, and works well with the music there. The icon fights have certain weird things going on in them, especially the really big ones. But for the most part, they kind of collapse into a you're bigger person hitting bigger numbers and using the same buttons as when you're not. Like that's yep. that's most of the icon fights. Mm. So it's it's not as awesome as maybe people would hope it to be and so i don't want to oversell like the icon fights because i think they're they're big in terms of the flashiness of what's on the screen and certainly the music but they aren't that mechanically interesting mm. no i like it overall because the story is a very final fantasy grand thing i don't like one of the choices they made with what they did for the ultimate real story that is not shown in any of their trailers but that's a conversation for another time. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, we could do have a super chat from Siddharth. Good to hear from you, Siddharth. Siddharth, uh, was that the Indian rupees, right? Indian rupees. Um, yep. Okay, I remember <laughs> Final Fantasy mm -hmm. sixteen. Feeling this game uh, had branding confusion. Really don't understand how it's an RPG. It's it not. definitely not. No, <laughs> really fun game though. Bit on the easy side for normal. That's also true, and that's coming from somebody who loves easy mode. Uh, Final Fantasy mode, but uh, Ultimaniac Maniac packs, uh, some solid punch, but they set the wrong expectations by calling it an RPG. That is true, for sure. Yeah, it's guy, not an guy RPG, but I don't know what you call it, right? Because it's like it's like yeah, a really either. long action game. I mean, it's it's essentially God of War Ragnarok. It's it's a better story. I enjoyed it more than Ragnarok. But if yeah. if you think about it like Ragnarok. You're in the right brain space for what this game is. Mm. Yeah. Action adventure. Action, Action adventure. adventure yeah. yeah, that's that what I would right. say. So, Sadar, thank you for the super chat. Appreciate that. He said it's his first Final Fantasy game, by the way, too. So, oh. <laughs> um, Guybrush asks uh, in the chat, he said, does anyone know if the combat what? on higher difficulty uh, is less brain dead? Say that well, I don't is it, does it get harder is, on higher difficulties? I don't think the combat oh. is brain dead at any difficulty, but... It is very kind of MMO built, which from the lineage here, it, it has a feel of a single player Final Fantasy 14. And so the bosses have telegraph moves and they have spaces you shouldn't be in and things that you would expect more from an MMO with an action bent. But at the higher difficulties, I haven't noticed much difference, if any. They, they hit harder, so you have to have yeah. your perfect dodges better. But I don't think it's really a different experience so far that I've seen. And you only get access oh. to Final Fantasy mode after you beat the game. Yeah. Hogue, that was a terrible rebuttal. 
When Guybrush Threepwood asks you if the combat is brain dead, you always say, how appropriate, you fight like a cow. <laughs> everyone, everyone knows that. Come on. Does it make sense? Yeah. <laughs> By the way, that's the response to you fight like a dairy farmer. That's right. <clears throat> or or later on, you have to use it for as a response to other. Remember? They mix it up on you, the formula. I mean, I think you do the duels again, yes. But but they don't. They you have to match the punchlines <laughs> with different uh, insults. That's it, it, a good part of the game. It's like my a, favorite um, part. It was uh, a tangent here. here, but yes. So, yeah, we're going on a tangent here. But if you haven't played uh, Monkey Island series, Monkey Island. you absolutely should. And the reason I have it on the brain is not just because we have a user named Guybrush Threepwood who reminds me of that game all the time, uh, <laughs> but uh, also I'm getting ready for the Sea of Thieves crossover, yeah. which I'm super excited about. I'm going to start a profile called Governor Elaine just to... That would be awesome. By the way, Sardinisms. So, Sard, I think I've said this before, but the the member comments don't actually show up over here, so I have to pull them straight from YouTube. She just said, I have a weird theory that Final Fantasy 15 is like Kraft mac and cheese for video games. It's either comfort food or junk food, depending on your history. So, I don't know where people fall in Final Fantasy 15. That game didn't do much for me, personally. Um, 15 but. is more than the sum of its parts, but it's evident even more after 16 comes out how broken and empty 15 is. Yeah, gotcha. And then Alex, uh, super chat who uh reviewed Final Fantasy 16 for us at Season Gaming. Uh, uh yeah, Final Fantasy mode has thrown late game enemies with more health, it's got harder after the guru to fight. I believe yeah, it. I, I played, I played only a little bit of the Final Fantasy mode, and it's it, it just feels it feels the same. With, you know, but like like he said, just higher health levels for these enemies, and that's basically. Wait, it. hold on, hold yeah. on. You're yeah. telling me there's a Final Fantasy game, and you have to beat it to unlock the mode called Final Fantasy Mode. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that's a little on the nose. Yeah. With like people talking about how this game isn't a Final Fantasy game, they made a separate mode where apparently it is. Uh, a the Final achievement Fantasy for beating Final Fantasy mode is called Fantasy Finally. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of little things like that. I'm very excited to play more of this game. I gotta say, I gotta do Remnant <laughs> next week. But after that, I'm gonna dive real hard back into Final Fantasy 16. I gotta, I gotta finish that one. Yeah, no, I, I think the difficulty is fine. I mean, I think it's clear that they don't want to uh, put up a gate between people that have, don't regularly play action games and love Final Fantasy. But it also isn't as fulfilling with some of the toys that you get in terms of button presses or actions or spells or anything like that, right? Like what you're fighting is always a, going to impact how much fun you're having with an engine, even if it's great. Like Diablo isn't as interesting if you're just wiping everybody and you don't care about what your build looks like. Agree. But Agree. That's, that's a criticism that you can levy at the game. I just don't think they would have wanted to ramp it up further. It's not Kingdom Hearts 3 where... You just roll through everything until they patch in a mode that doesn't let you do that. So, yeah. I think yeah, they it, had a better they had a better handle on what difficulty they wanted to hit than on that game. Yeah, I was going to say that it was a big turnoff for me in the first few hours of Final Fantasy 16 of how handholdy it was. I know I talked about that last week too, and I know I'm in the minority, right? I, I don't think that really bothers a lot of people, but for me personally, I don't think it's um, very handholdy as a game. I, I think that. That prologue is the prologue yeah. is very linear and it's designed to get you to the point where they flash the title card at you. Mm. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's very simple. 
Maybe it gets better. I don't know. Um, <clears throat> it's a relatively simple combat structure. It's not. It's not going to wow you with mechanical complexity. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. There was someone on. Uh, obviously, just a trolling video, but there's a video someone put up on Twitter a couple of days ago where they fought a boss fight in it, and they literally held the controller with one hand, and they were just tapping, hit something, tapping, hit something, tap something. It's like, okay. Uh, it looked uh, kind of ridiculous. But anyway, um, all right. So uh, Synapse, let's talk about Synapse, uh, which is a game that released earlier this week for PlayStation VR 2. Uh, guys, keep me honest. Is this on other VR platforms as well, or is it PSVR 2 exclusive? I forgot to look that up. Does anyone I, know? I think it's PSVR 2 exclusive, but I don't know yeah. for sure. Okay. I, I, I didn't find it on Meta, um, but yeah. Okay. okay. All right. I've got it on um, <clears throat> So this is from End Dreams, is the studio, and uh, the premise is that you are going essentially uh, as an investigator into the mind of this, uh, I don't know the word you would use, not serial killer, like uh, it's not that dark. But no, someone it's, that, a, it's a general that's gone crazy. His name, is, his name is Conrad, which is not on point at all. <laughs> yeah and, and the thing is is it it's got uh you know obviously full 3d levels you can move around yourself uh gun combat but then the big thing of course is you kind of have these mental abilities where you can grab things around the environment and control them and uh just this kind of flow of combat between what you're controlling around the environment and actual shooting uh is very interesting i'm still rather early in it so i don't want to talk too extensively about it but i have been um extremely um impressed uh so far and it's i think great. that uh the people i've spoken to have who have reviewed it formally or are further than i am uh have been raving about it it got very high review scores uh people are saying that um you know the comments i've seen from the reviews were around um that uh you know this is the kind of key piece of software for the psvr2 to date anyway they should it have launched like with a killer this. app yeah, they should have launched with it, is my first impression. I have also not played a ton, Ains, and I want to finish it first. But uh, my my thoughts are it's a great idea. It would have made the PSVR 2 probably more successful if they would have rallied around this instead of uh, Call of the Mountain or whatever. Um, and uh, uh, it's not it's not as good as Half-Life Alex. Uh, you know, it's still pretty far away from that. But it's but it's damn good VR game. I mean, those are in short supply these days. Yeah. Yeah, in fact, uh, the only thing I have, and I don't know, I'm sure others experience this too, but I don't experience this too often. I don't have problems with VR usually, but um, as I was moving around the environments, I, I started to get motion sickness. Um, mm. And uh, that, that stinks, you know, because it kind of ruins the experience for you. So I, I played the intro and then I played another level or two. I can't remember how far. Um, but uh, yeah, I had to take it off at that point. I couldn't keep playing, uh, which sucks. You know, you hate that. But I think yeah. that, the again, it's the difference between uh, those VR games. Maybe I need to switch it because I think it allows you to kind of teleport through levels. Or Oh, you're not it. doing that? Uh, no, no, I wonder. was walking. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 yeah. no, 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 no. We do not do that, Ames. <laughs> no, we teleport every chance we get. That is the way to play VR games. I walk. Yeah. <laughs> really? Did it, it didn't impact you at all, Hope? No, it didn't. But well, no wonder I you mean, had a stroke. What's wrong with you? That's crazy. I can't do that, man. I can't do that in any VR game. <laughs> no, it's fun. And it's easy to play for long stretches of time. Uh, it's it's a rogue game. So the ultimate goal is to win like nine levels. 
and you're not really set up to win more than a few at the start. Uh, so you get to level one, level two, level three, kick back, you're dead. You have to do certain achievements to get certain perks and skills that'll get you better guns or better health or better psychic powers within the space. And then, yeah, we didn't really mention psychic powers, but you're able to look at things because the PSVR 2 has the eyeball stuff. So you can look at things and then pick them up with your offhand, move them around and hit people with boxes or explode explosive containers and, and yep. you know, feel like you're in the matrix while you're also dodging and weaving and shooting bad guys. And you have a cool little tactical map on your offhand that yes. when you flip over, you can see where people are in comparison to you and you have to kill 20 people in a level or 40 people or whatever to open a portal to get to the next level. And ultimately you are trying to get to the subconscious of this guy, but none of that really matters as much as you're, in a tactical space, fighting people and having fun. Yeah, and it's got like a full skill tree um, and kind of more abilities you can unlock and stuff. So it's it's more of a fully featured kind of experience in that vein, which I really appreciate as well. Um, it's cool. Go ahead, Travis. Can I ask some more follow-up questions about you walking in VR? <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of questions. Sure. How how big is your area uh, for VR? I'm not room walking. I'm, I mean, I'm using the joystick to move in space. Yeah. Got it. yeah. So your brain is disconnecting from, oh man, that is, that's throw up city for me. Cause like, I, I have to do one of two things in VR. I either have to teleport, which is by far the easiest. It does, it, it's, like it's weird for like, it's weird for like 30 seconds. And then you're like, oh, this is supernatural and you're just jumping around. Uh, and then, uh, or you f do full body movement where you're walking everywhere. But for that, you require a large space. And I have a pretty decent space, especially for where I live. Uh, but it's not that big, right? And the the one where you're controlling the stick, the problem is the disconnect between what's happening to your body and what's happening yes. to the camera. That's what makes you puke. Yes. And so I 100% get that. I But I don't throw up because of like frame rate stuff. I did on the PSVR 1 because that was crazy. That was that 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 can't well, too I think the low PSVR one and the Oculus Quest are where I got my VRC legs. So I definitely recognize that that happened. I essentially just fought through it, and you get to a point where it's fine. Interesting. Maybe I need to play more. Um, I reviewed funny because... games. I reviewed No Man's Sky, and <laughs> that game, like I was moving around a lot, and I threw up during that review probably every day, sometimes twice mm. during that review period. That was like a super painful review. It's not great for your video game to cause the reviewer to go up. <laughs> that was in my review. Yeah. yeah. It was in my review. It was like, hey, good game. Like No Man's Sky. Uh, turn on teleport mode or you will be hurting. So, yeah. One of the things we were talking about that. Uh, so, uh, we were talking to Jason Ronald at Xbox about, we asked him the question around why Xbox hasn't gotten into VR like PlayStation. And we were talking about some of those things. And one of the things he said about, you know, overcoming the challenges of what VR represents, besides obviously, mass market and all those other things is exactly this right he's like the movement he's like vr will be more mainstream when when the movement you do on the screen when the the sensors have something to make your feel like you're actually moving because that's the disconnect you're talking about right your your eyes see yeah. you moving but you're not actually moving and it throws yeah. your body off i, I think um, the teleport is a perfect solution because yeah, I, I played another shooter that you teleport i forget the name of it um now uh, uh when it came Border, out um, borderlands the Borderlands two or three had teleport their VR or Borderlands whatever it was. It was didn't didn't one of them have it that? was two on PSVR okay. one. Yes, yeah, yeah. That had that was the first time I ever had some kind of teleporting thing. 
most of yeah. the narrative theme park ride type games have teleport, and I didn't even check to see if Synapse had one, but yeah, it does. It, it I think way. when you first turn it on, it gives you like six kind of core options you can change, and I'm pretty sure that was one of them. I wanted to try walking around because I don't know, just out of habit, it feels more natural to walk through the environment, right, and mm -hmm. move. But I, after I did, like I said, three levels or whatever it was, I was like, oof, I had to take it off, and I literally sat on the floor. And just sat there for a minute because I, you know, you have yeah, that kind of weird, like, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, I, I get like a weird, it. like, brain headache. Like, I get, you know, you ever get a headache so bad that it makes you puke? Like, I, that's <laughs> what happens to me. Where like, I just get like a, a headache, and I'm like, oh no, something's happened to my brain, and my body's response is just to throw up. It's pretty, pretty intense. Yeah. And, and it, feel, it's don't not feel good. quick to recover either. Like, I had to oh no, dude, you feel bad for like the rest of the day. You feel a little uneasy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Great for um, weight loss. <laughs> the the VR anorexic diet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. You really will. Um, shout out to Brentwood Chick. Uh, just gifted 10 memberships on both channels. Sheik. Uh, Sheik. Damn it. I do that every time. Thank every you. Time. Every Thank time you. I do that. You chauvinist uh, piece of. <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, super appreciative. Super generous. Uh, thank you for that. Um, but yes, it, anyway, if, uh, if you're one of the, uh, eight people who did buy PSVR two, like me, uh, and, and Hogue, um, definitely check it out or the three of us. Wow. We're well, like 30% of the Mrs. market. Hogue got it for me for father's day. Yeah. It's almost oh, like we work in the industry and we're, we have to have, we it need to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely check it out. It is, it is really, really impressive. And I think it also benefits from obviously the far increased fidelity of PSVR two versus, you know, the old PSVR one, which basically anything does. Oh, Synapse is um, flashy. Yeah. It's, it's really impressive. Uh, I forget how much the, I think it's one like 30 or $35. I think it was 30 bucks. Okay. 35. Right. Oh, okay. It might be the flashiest VR game so far, actually. Because that's something where like Half-Life Alex is like a very good game, but it's not like it doesn't have like, you know, all the particle effects and crazy yeah. visual gotcha. production value of this game. So this game is like very polished in that regard. So yeah. it's cool. It's great. It's a great it, show. It's very this. cool. They yeah, should have led with this great. first party. I uh, wonder if they meant to and it just wasn't ready because, I mean, they're only what? Four months wait. post launch. You wait. <laughs> Oh, you know, PlayStation was trying to show Call of the Mountain as their, you know, yeah, first party know. showpiece, but it didn't, it didn't land that way. Not that it's bad. It just didn't hit on that level. So, so. Was that a, uh, a, uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm reference there, Travis? That was a Curb Your Enthusiasm yeah, nice reference. Work. Good job, Dan. No Dan gets bonus points for getting that. Then you nice. wait. <laughs> yeah. I did not get that. I apologize. Yeah. Nice. I love that. Dan. For the I handicapped just, I, 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 I was just going to let it go by. <laughs> no, no, he's going to get that old gotcha. Curb reference. But yeah, there you go. That's fantastic. That's great. By the way, I did start watching. Tyler talked about last week Mythic Quest. We were talking about that on so Apple good. TV. I did go back to it and start watching. I've watched like nine episodes this week. It's really damn good. Yeah. Like I've definitely gotten into it now. It's it's really good. So, um, <clears throat> all right, guys. Any dev last week, I went into like a a memory spiral of trying to remember how that show goes because it's so what freaking show? weird. Devs, uh, devs. Okay, yeah, I haven't watched that. I love well, that. It's not about video games as much as it's about predestination and God, but oh, it it, it does start Ron's favorite subjects in, in media. <laughs> yeah. 
I love that you got one recommendation to watch Mythic Quest, and then you did it. Um, yes. You probably had to get a separate subscription to do it. No, 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 no. I, I had already started Mythic Quest. I just oh, okay. I had stopped watching it. Yeah. I was going to say, because I have recommended players to this group. You have. I haven't forgot. Four times, and none of you have watched it. And it's been literally great. on our Discord this week. Someone <laughs> said, by the way, Ains, here's you should watch players. Here's what Travis was talking about. Yeah. So it's so very we, good. It's, yeah, but I couldn't watch. remember where it is. You told it's, me. And I, I think you can watch it on Amazon. I think that that's where okay. I watched it. It's it's on like okay. Paramount or something, but I think it was like on Amazon as well. So that's how I watched okay. it. All right. I will check it out. I promise. All right. Any other games you guys want to talk about that you're currently playing before we get into kind of uh, the whole year worth of big games here? I mentioned it last week, but I I quite like Rain Code on the Switch. Okay. From the Danganronpa team. Still playing Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. it It is wild and weird. Imagine if solving mysteries were instead done through a Japanese role playing labyrinth. Labyrinth like persona style labyrinth? Actually, persona style labyrinth is a great kind of explanation. It's it's in concept the same. Like in Persona 5, you go into people's hearts or brains or right. whatever, right? And get their secrets. Yeah. In this case, a mystery labyrinth is formed by the mystery in the real world and then it asks you questions in order to pick the right door. And you fight bad guys that are essentially like ace attorney fights. They say things, and you have to pick the right piece of evidence to use as your sword of truth to cut through their lies and uh it's wild and weird but it's great it's also a noir which is not terribly useful uh, not terribly usual for an approach Mm. to these kinds of games so it's like it's a cyberpunk noir thing where the corporations have taken over and you got to try to fight through the untruths that they are putting upon the world how many cigarettes do you smoke um (laughs) you don't personally but then it's not the mentor figure is is smoking a lot yeah, you, there's got to be at least five cigarette smoking characters, or it's not noir. I think that's the <laughs> I don't make it's a requirement. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. he's not wrong. Um, this is uh, Switch only, or is it on other platform? I believe it is Switch only. Okay, it, its full name is something like Detective Master Archives Rain Code. Yeah, <laughs> classic. Okay, they're, they know their audience. They know their yeah. audience. They're, yeah, they're doing it. They're doing, they're doing good, it. Good for them. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, let's go ahead. And, time for the game. Almost, almost. So, yeah. So let's talk about, <laughs> as I sat down to do this, and I know we did this a couple months ago, but I kind of laid this out with updated, obviously, through this week of what has released this year and then the big games that are coming. Because we've had release dates move, new games get announced, et cetera, uh, through the, the June showcases. So it reminded me of just how absurd 2023 is. And I think we've oh, honestly... Yeah forgotten like how absurd this year has already been um so here's what's released so far and i want to hear from you guys i know we already said that uh, final fantasy 16 is kind of Ho's favorite game of the year um but so far this year we've had high five and these are in order of release by the way so we had high five rush which is an 89 meta dead space remake in 89 meta hogwarts legacy 85 metroid prime remastered at 94 octopath traveler 2 86 resident evil 4 93 Star Wars Jedi Survivor, 85. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, 96. Street Fighter 6, 92. Diablo 4, 91. Final Fantasy 16, 87. And Dave the Diver, shout out Travis, 89. Um, so that's already, what's that, 12 games that are basically in the mid-80s or higher meta. And those are, that's not all of them, obviously. That's just kind of the things that are more recognizable, I think, so far this year. Um, 
for me, I know I've already talked about Diablo 4 is my personal favorite game of the year so far, but I think a, a case can be made for a lot of these games. Where are you guys at so far on your favorite game of the year that you've played? And, and to be fair, I don't think any of us have played all of these extensively enough. Was uh, was Jedi's number not high enough? Oh, 85. 85. Uh, it was on there, 85, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I said I said it's on there. Yeah, April twenty eighth, eighty five. Um, I think it was. These are, by the way, these are all from Metacritic and just the first one that I came across. So th there's obviously a little movement here and there. But I think Jedi Survivor, if you recall, may have been a little lower, uh, only because it had technical issues right at launch. Yeah, but, I um, think it'll be on Game of the Year list though. I, it's going to be on mine. We'll, it's look. We'll get guys, to that. I'm a simp. Look, look at me. Look at this guy. <laughs> Star nice. Wars wow. on right now. <laughs> this, is, this one's New Hope. I've got one for every movie in the saga. It's, you know, it's whatever. It's fine. It's you cool. should just wear a Last Jedi <laughs> tie every week. Yeah. Well, I, I've actually worn a Last Jedi tie on the show, and then nobody knew because you can't really see my tie. Yeah. People, I've seen commenters be like, he just always wears the same tie. Guys, there's a whole ecosystem down here that you don't even know about. <laughs> So there you go. Surprise, surprise. I like Star Wars. It's going to be on my list. <laughs> so if you had to pick your game of the year to date, and we'll get to obviously the second half of the year, what, where are you at right now? Mm. Tears of the Kingdom is okay. the best game this year. And I, 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 so that's, I think that's probably going to be on all of our lists because we're not stupid, right? I think we, it has we, to if be, we're trying yes. to, if we're trying to win the game, like Tears <laughs> yes. of the Kingdom is on the list. Uh, I think Tears what's of funny the yeah, go ahead. Is the is is going to? It's be a de facto choice, right? In terms yeah. of prediction, yeah. If it doesn't win, it will be extremely surprising. Uh, I think the only thing that could possibly do any harm to it is Starfield, which yeah, I think is also going to be on a lot of our lists, even though it hasn't come out. That one's a little bit of a risk, but I think anybody who knows the pedigree there, it's. I, I think it's probably a safe bet that it's going to be a contender yeah, because even I think, if it I think it'll definitely be on the six, even if it doesn't uh, meet the, meet the extremely high expectations of that studio, it is so ambitious. I feel like it deserves a shout out just in terms of what it's trying to accomplish. Um, so we'll see. You though. know, I agree. I'm very, very uh, excited about. So uh, nice comment here from Matthew. Says been a while since I saw a last video. Been a while since I last saw a video. Really nice to see Rick with such a big smile on his face. Yeah. yeah, love it. Yeah. Love it. Um, and chat, feel free to answer your favorite game of the year so far too. I'd love to hear what you guys think. But uh, Hogue, correct me if I'm wrong. You said Final Fantasy 16. Um, I said Diablo 4. Dan, where you at? Man, I don't know because I mean, no, I could say it, did not release this year. Uh, well, I mean, it, you know, it's a live service game. No, so technically, it's you know. <laughs> all right. So, so I would say it's it's pretty close. Like just from fun. And my personal enjoyment, it's either Hogwarts or Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Okay. Um, from, like, if I were to look at it as objectively as I possibly could, I would say probably, I mean, Diablo is also up there pretty high. I still am playing Zelda, so I, I don't know if I want to, you know, it's amazing. I can't, you know, knock it down. But a lot of these games I don't, I haven't played either. So, but those, those two in particular and Diablo is probably there in an honorable mention, and Final Fantasy 16. I mean, there this this year I don't play it as many games as I used to, so this year has been kind of an anomaly for me. You know, it's 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 been you know one after another after another, and it's it's been awesome. I wish it could be like this all the time, uh, but I <laughs> you know I have no idea. 
you know, and then coming up, I mean, we've got Spider-Man two also, which yeah, we'll is, get to it. We'll I'm get super to it. excited. Yeah. I like Jane going you, full you name like you eight games. All the games. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I do. What's okay. your one favorite game so far? I'll, I'll, I'll just say star Wars Jedi survivor. Okay. I'm nice. Star enough. Wars. Yeah. Love it. Love it. But Prime I don't think that would make my list when we get to that point. Yeah, that's fine. We'll get to the list later. Cool. What's that? <laughs> What's your favorite game so far this year? Ooh, um, here we go. So, so it's here it's we odd, go. Buckle no, in. No. Hold on, hold on. It's an odd situation <laughs> because my my inclination is to say Tears of the Kingdom because those were the moments where I was most like blown away, you know. But the problem mm-hmm. is I've only played like six hours of Tears of the Kingdom. Like it is a paltry sum, and so that's just because I I don't have time. I I don't really get to choose which games I play these days. I'm constantly mm-hmm. reviewing games, and that that presents a problem because if I don't review said huge game that everybody loves, I yeah. often don't play it until I find a pocket of time. And then I like, you know, burn through it as fast as I possibly can. Cause I would, I just want to finish it. Um, yeah. And so I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm won't to say uh, uh, tears of the kingdom, but I, but I, I think personally the one that I've dove the hardest into and been the happiest with is, uh, either Diablo uh, four or or um, Star Wars uh, so far. Okay. Also, Dave the Diver, like me, like that one. So the, here's the thing: is it seems like if we're if we're going by the Not just me guys. Not just me. No, no, this is this is this is me now thinking of my six. If we're going by the six, like no, 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 we're not doing the six yet. Just your favorite. I know, but but I'm thinking, I'm thinking. He's trying to like, think through because the Game Awards pretty traditionally does one for me exactly. Indie game exactly. That's yeah. exactly it, Hoax. Yeah. So my thing is that they're gonna do one from each, and then they're gonna do like a a token mini game that will never yeah. win. You know what I mean? Like that's Hades, sort of, dude. Sort of their move. I get that, but we're not there yet. Oh, oh, oh whoa. Well, all I all I asked you, what was your favorite game so far? Yeah, probably Tears of the Kingdom. I, I don't think there's okay. anything that's reached the height of like the first three hours of Tears of the Kingdom where I was shocked at what that game is because I didn't look at any of the trailers or pre mm-hmm. uh, pre marketing material. And so I just I played it and I was just like, oh, my God, I didn't know it was going to be like this. And it kind of it just it filled me with childlike uh, wonder. It was it was really great. So probably Tears. I am. um Okay, fair enough. Uh, we got a bunch of comments. We've got a Star Wars. We have a uh, Tears of the Kingdom. We have uh, Hogwarts. I'm trying to look through. Hi-Fi Rush, someone said as well. I also like that this guy, shout out to uh, Jose, says Final Fantasy 18 is hey. his favorite. So love yeah. it. Love it. And if they release 16, 17, and 18 in one year, that would be a heck of a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we know you mean 16, so that's cool. We got a Final Fantasy vote there. Um, mm. Yeah, so I, I think uh, it's already been a great year, but here's where things get interesting. And I didn't realize, I'm, we've talked about it, I know, but September and October are just, they don't even make sense at this point. Um, but here's what's coming up. Uh, the rest of the year that I think will be somewhere. There's a couple smaller games in here. I just wanted to shout out for the heck of it. Um, but for the most part, these are the kind of major, if you will, games uh, coming the rest of the year. So we've got Dan's favorite, Oxenfree 2, uh, releasing this week, actually, July 12th. Uh, we've, got Remnant, we've got Remnant 2 releasing Wait, July what? 25th. Nothing. Nothing. Remnant 2 releasing July 25th. Uh, I just shouted this one out because I think it looks amazing. Disney's Illusion Island releasing July 28th. I'm surprised um, you shouted out Remnant. I don't think that's uh, on anybody's game of the year list. No, he did it in, in lieu of Pikmin 4. Yeah. 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 yeah I mean, come on. No, no one's worried about did that. Did you just come on uh, Pikmin 4? Baldur's oh, Gate 3. About Pikmin. <laughs> Yo, I'm going to throw a whole bunch of plants at you and watch them beat you with their pedals. Like, that's how dare you? 
Okay. Wow. Let's try it. Let's see what happens. Four is going to be a highly rated game. It's been thrown. Don't ever make that sound again. Pikmin is amazing. By the way, I have all three of the other Pikmin games downloaded on my Switch, and I'm planning on playing through all of them. I'm going to do one day. I'm going to do one day uh, every day. One day in game. My daughter loves Pikmin, and she hates Pikmin 2 because she doesn't like the concept of being in debt. Nobody does. She lives right there with her. Well, welcome to life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will continue uh, to nurture this feeling for as long as I can. What about <laughs> Animal so Crossing? Good. She loves Animal Crossing, but she hates Tom Nook. Mm, we all do too. Wow. She hates an entrepreneur. Sounds like a a, a useless taker to me. As the <laughs> what a socialist, a parasite. <laughs> oh my god! What does Andrew Ryan call them? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> By the way, I got through three games before this tangent. Sorry, sorry. We got uh, Baldur's Gate three, which I'm hugely pumped for. Actually, I wanted to ask you guys about that game. Uh, that has been with bear in that game. Have you guys? There seen is that? bear f stuff in that game apparently yeah. yes as a druid so i'm on board um, <laughs> this is uh this was moved up this week to august 3rd so that's less than a month away now on pc september 6th on ps5 uh to get away from starfield funny enough um there is immortals of avium august 22nd armored core 6 of course from software uh, august 25th sea of stars is uh kind of been a darling game so far uh august 29th Wait, armored course coming out this year August 25th. That's crazy. Yeah. Wait, really? <laughs> yes. That's so soon. And uh, yeah, it's a month and a half away. Uh, mm. And I and never doubt from software. They just. Wait, they know. just released Elden Ring last year, didn't they? Wasn't that yeah. last year? No. <laughs> what are they doing? That's. Oh my God. I, this is blowing my mind. I, I figured that game was like 2025. Dude, from, FromSoft and Capcom are just. They're crushing it on all cylinders right now. Like they're just they're killing it. It's because they go um, off those bastards. Starfield, of course, September sixth officially. I think September first early access. Uh, Lies of P is September nineteenth. Mortal Kombat One is also September nineteenth. Um, Forza Motorsports October tenth. Yes, I know it's a racing game. Shut up, please. Uh, October tenth. Nominated. Uh, Lords of the Fallen, which looks fantastic. One of my most anticipated games of the year is October thirteenth. Alan Wake 2, October 17th. Spider-Man 2, October 20th. Super Mario Wonder, October 20th. Oh, my God. (laughs) Same day. Oh, my God. This year is crazy. And then um, I don't know if these will be Game Award eligible, as we always joke about the damn date he does, but you have Persona 5 Tactica, November 17th. The same day is Super Mario RPG, uh, November 17th. And then you have Avatar Frontiers of Pandora close the year out on December 7th. And of course, I left off quite a few games as well, but those are kind of some of the major ones we've talked about that, you know, we'll probably play in the space. So when you look at this list, you've already got several games in the 90s, a bunch of games in the high 80s so far this year. And then you've got another 15 plus games that could compete at some level, depending on how they launch and the reception and everything else to go along with them. I think there's some obvious ones that'll probably get recognition, right? But generally speaking, the game is, or the game, the year is absurd. Uh, it is absolutely absurd how many major games are releasing this year. What is the seemingly, cutoff? Isn't it November? It's usually like mid-November. November, yeah. So is that, 
Mortal Kombat? Is that going to meet the... No, no, no. Mortal September. September. Oh, um, it's on the list right in front of you. So November, I put that Persona oh, 5 and Super Mario RPG November 17th are probably not eligible, but yeah, we'll see. Hmm. Yeah, and Mar and Pompo says Phantom Liberty as well. That's an expansion, so I didn't put it on here, but that's in September as yeah, well. Yeah, that, that will get a nomination. Jeez, man, so. this is crazy. So it's it's kind of crazy. Um, I haven't even picked my six. I'm gonna make a notepad right now for our bets that I will type out and save for later this year. Why did everything on my screen just disappear? Travis did it. What yeah, in the hell? That is bizarre. There we go. We're back. Right. At, at least we're I, still live. It taketh away, and I return. return. I giveth. I don't know. All right. Sorry about that. Like literally everything disappeared on my screen. Um. All right, guys. Who wants to go first here? Why don't we go for like? Why don't we go for like a? Everybody round by one. Yeah. Round robin. Round robin. Oh yeah, that's that'll be fun. That'll be be the hardest way for Ains to document it. No, I'd like to. Yeah, I want to make it as difficult (laughs) as possible. I I was just thinking the same thing. Yeah. All right. Well, make it as difficult as possible for Ains. I think that's a good idea. I think so. No, I'm happy to go. Go ahead. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom. All six. Write it down, Ains. Diablo 4. Mm-hmm. Sea of Stars. Mm. Starfield. Mm-hmm. Baldur's Gate 3. Mm-hmm. Spider-Man 2. Whoa. Okay. I, Man. Okay, all right. All right. I, I don't think so. I think you're crazy. All right. Some of those. Hoax, hoax. Uh, he's throwing. He's, he's, throwing he's, on. There, he's right? doing haymakers. I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah. He's risking yep. it. Now, now, this is, this is what what's we not think. on that list. Get ready to play a dating sim. Yeah. yeah, Final Fantasy gonna, didn't make it. That's interesting. I'm putting Romancevania on mine. Yeah. So get ready. Oh, you're not going straight to Eternites? <laughs> that's a that's a uh that's a bold list, Hogue. That is a that bold is very list, bold. Friend. Yeah, you, I feel a little bit better now because I mean I was taking this pretty seriously because of the threat of oxen free too. So um <laughs> I, I I will just roll down this list real quick. I, I agree with Zelda. We'll be there. Um, I want to go with <clears throat> Final Fantasy for sure. Is that two? Uh, Starfield will be on that list. I'm going to also go with Spider Man 2. What? Listen, this is a Jeff Keeley show, dude. Something's got to show I up. I mean, that is. Don't, that don't is make him fair. change his thoughts. No, no go fine. ahead. Go on. How many, go on. How many, where am I at here? You got, got four. I got, you got four. four. Did I say Diablo yet? Nope. We, we should just grade on how many what's we can get out of Travis. Yeah. I'll say yeah. Diablo 4. And then I need a indie game that is probably slightly going to be overrated. Uh, that a bunch of people will be like, it's the best game ever. By the uh, way, by the way, on that note, yeah, there's still a chance that Hollow Knight Silk Song releases this year. Sure. And if it does release this year in time for the game awards i'm giving us all a mulligan if we want to switch one of our games out for that because there's I'm, I'm okay a pretty that. good expectation that silk song is going to be amazing and, and review really high so let's just put that out there now you see i'm not even gonna pick one i'm gonna go with Baldur's gate three okay and i'm just trying to be safe here this is more of a you know i'm just taking the odds <laughs> that looks like a pretty good odd uh, that you're going to be playing oxen free. I like it. I don't like, I like it. it. I, don't, I don't think so. No, <laughs> sir. 
Uh, like I said, I haven't even made my list yet. Um, None of us have. Travis, I'm, I'm listening, but I'm going to start putting mine on here as well. All right. Um, all right. My list is going to be Star Wars Jedi Survivor, uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, I'm not going to put Diablo 4 um, because I think people hate ARPGs. Um, I think... You're the only one with Star Wars so far. Starfield. Yeah, I think Star Wars will be on the list. Um, Starfield? Street Fighter 6. Mm. And just do Forza, please. No, uh, right. no, thank you. I'm not gonna lose that bet. Not a horizon. Uh, how, many, how many am I at? How many am I at? Ains? You got four. You've got Tears of the Kingdom, Star Wars, Starfield, and Street Fighter Six. Okay. Uh, I will put. <clears throat> Ooh, okay. Uh, political, political. Yeah. While you're doing <laughs> political, while you're doing that, I, I did want to mention to Dan to your point. When I was looking back on the year, I did have a ton of fun with Hogwarts Legacy. Right. I really liked yeah. that game. That game so I don't think the Game Awards yeah. is going to buy any of that no. extra attention. Yep. I, I agree. Yep. I agree. But yep. I just wanted to that call out that it was a great, that, a great game. That's exactly why I said political. I was like, that's not going to be on there. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. I'm going to actually put Dave the Diver. That'll be my Ooh. kind of out there one. I think that'll be indie. And also, I think it's gotten enough attention. It, it's so high on Metacritic. It's got, it's got to get something. What did you um, say? Sorry. Dave the Diver is is my fifth one, and then um, for the last one, I'm feeling good. Choose, guys. I'll choose I'll choose Baldur's Gate three. I think that'll be on there. Um, and then, uh, yeah, the reason I don't put Diablo is because two reasons. One, I think that uh, the people who typically vote uh, are not big fans of those types of games, RPGs, and I think that they have a great out for not nominating it, which is that they will nominate it for best ongoing game, and it'll win that. That's my it just extra. started though. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, I gotta... yeah, but, but it's going to be two seasons in by the time the awards happen. Mm. Yeah, I bet you it wins best ongoing game because they're that's their out, right? Oh well, we got to acknowledge Diablo, even though none of us like that. All right, well, let's throw it in best ongoing game. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't that's know. my thing. Do you Keep think? Uh, do you think it's possible, just possible, that uh, Super Mario Wonder is going to be enough of a a good enough 2D Mario game for them to have a Mario and a Zelda in this list? No. They love, I mean, people love Nintendo. It's hard to say. And if they couldn't swing Breath of the Wild and uh, Super Mario Odyssey at the same time, I don't think so. Oh, fair point. Weren't those both nominated? I don't believe they were. I think they were, and then uh, Breath of the Wild won, and I was was on Odyssey on that one. I thought Odyssey. Was Odyssey? I don't think Odyssey got nominated, but I could be wrong. it It was years ago. Yeah. I, I I remember them both being on the stage, but maybe I'm wrong. Hmm. I'm I'm struggling, guys. Um, it's you tough, right? Been, yeah, you I, have some I almost things. picked Hi-Fi Rush because I feel like that one would just like people would be like, it's got to be on there, maybe you know, for I whatever reason. I just, I just don't, don't think it's big enough. In there, man. The I massive just, yeah. cultural impact of Hi-Fi Rush? I don't think so. Yeah, I'm not just saying. A lot of people are going to say that. They're going to be like, oh, why isn't Hi-Fi Rush on there? I'm going to be like, I don't know. No idea. <laughs> I didn't play the damn thing, so I have no idea. All right. I'm going um, Tears of the Kingdom is an obvious one. I, all four of us will have that. I'm also yeah. going Starfield, which all four of us have. Uh, I'm also going Spider-Man. Really? Two, which Travis doesn't have. No, I don't because um, I think uh, I think you guys are over underestimating how much sequels are unexciting when they don't change a lot. And I I think while 
Spider-Man One, you mean like God of War, I, Star Wars Jedi Survivor. <laughs> I agree with you. I'm but not hyped about Spider-Man Two. Survivor. But... Yeah, I don't know. I think Jedi Survivor is a pretty big leap. And I, I, I what I've seen of Spider-Man Two, it looks like it's the same game, pretty much. Okay, good. So I mean, that that's great, but game... it's, I don't think it gets Game of the Year nomination. Mm-hmm. But yeah, okay. Uh, Spider-Man Two. I'm going Resident Evil Four. That's a, that was that's a good one because there's always a Resident Evil in there. Resident Evil Remake like. Two was nominated. Yeah. Uh, oh God, was it? But I think Resident that was Evil Four, though, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm going. I am going Diablo Four, and then I need a sixth, and I don't know what to do with my sixth. I'm looking mm-hmm. at the list right now. Bear with me. Uh, the, the safe bet's probably Final Fantasy. Yeah, I would say so. Really? <laughs> I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Yep, going with my instinct. Final Fantasy. Mm. Do we know there's going to be six? Do they have like a hard limit at six? Could there just be ten Game of the Year nominations? <laughs> <laughs> Not the Oscars. Yeah. Well, he, he announces it like a little bit before the criteria and stuff. So I would assume if he's going to change the six, that he'll say that. But we'll see. Well, because I think the the nominees come out of a panel, right, of people who nominate they and then people, people vote, right, on top of that. That's mm-hmm. like a percentage of the weighting. Yep. So I imagine the nominees come out of, like, whichever games meet a certain threshold of votes. So if those differ, actually, damn it, I just realized I know at least two people who are going to be on that panel who are going to vote for Diablo. Oh no! <laughs> I probably should have included that on my list. Whatever, I'm gonna stick. I'm gonna stick to my list. The list is locked. Uh, yep. All right. So let me let me read through this just so we have it right. Uh, okay. So I'm going Tears of the Kingdom, Starfield, Spider-Man Two, Resident Evil Four, Diablo Four, Final Fantasy Sixteen. Dan, you're going Tears of the Kingdom, Final Fantasy Sixteen, Starfield, Spider-Man Two, Diablo Four, Baldur's Gate Three. We have five of the same games, but you went Baldur's Gate Three. I went Resident Evil Four. You might. You might. Pogue. Tears of the Kingdom, Diablo 4, Starfield, uh, Spider-Man 2, Baldur's Gate 3, and then Sea of Stars as your indie darling. And uh, Travis, Tears of the Kingdom, Star Wars, Starfield, Street Fighter 6, Dave the Diver, and Baldur's Gate 3. Okay. Yeah. I'm locking right. my list. Locked. I think, good. I, think you- I think you guys not putting Street Fighter 6 is a big mistake. I think that's a yeah. shoe-in. It's funny. I yeah. think the biggest weakness. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yep. I, I don't know. Street Fighter is a big IP, man. Dude, it's a big uh, IP, and that game is amazing. I yeah, and Street it's Fighter a 92 meta. To beat Mortal Kombat 1. Yeah. I, I think Mortal Kombat 1 is going to be great, but I don't know if uh, if it'll reach the, hit the same you, marks. As you know, Fighter. the other one I was thinking, because keep in mind, Keeley, not that he picks these, right, as we said, but uh, it is the Keeley's, is, is Alan Wake 2. Oh, I would uh, love Alan Wake 2 to be there. I, I don't think it's going to be, but I would love it if it were. Yeah, I'd be yeah. really surprised. I feel like the only time those games from uh, Remedy get attention it, is when there aren't other huge games coming out. You know what I mean? Like Sam Lake is, you know, him and Keeley are really tight. It comes out like that week that they're deciding on games, uh, and it's highly, highly anticipated because people have wanted it for ten plus. But years. the fact that it comes out that week they're deciding means a lot of the people voting won't have played it yet. That's true. That's true. Yes, no, my extras list is Final Fantasy 16 and Alan Wake 2, but... Okay. My extras but, list is Diablo 4 and... Yeah. I think, dude, Diablo has made waves like crazy, and it's a 91-minute. It, it has to be did on it, there, But man. did it make waves in the people that vote? I'm playing Moneyball <laughs> here. I'm trying I mean, to... I think Diablo 4 has the advantage. Dan yeah. says it'll... You know, you say it could be used as a, um, a live service Ongoing. game. I think it has the advantage of being in the news 
from now until then because they do those they do those video shows we're going to talk about the season of the malignant i think right yep. now yep and yep. that's the advantage of a live service game is you get to be talked about forever yep fair uh but i think a lot of people who are voters a don't really care too much for arpgs and also don't care or know anything about live service games that's that's my thinking on it as i'm trying to guess what the judges are going to vote i'm not i'm not basing it off of what i think should win it's funny one of my criteria is polish and diablo 4 is inordinately polished yeah it is it is polished yeah and, yeah. and when, when it can when it can stand above you know in that regard anyway in the in the polish above all these other games in this year that we've had so far and people are still looking at it and going wow this game is really well done and it actually came out in a really good state that's a huge huge win for them i think it was awesome i agree yeah. i gave it a nine guys i reviewed it I but I'm, I'm i'm trying to play the system here that's yeah. i honestly think Baldur's gate 3 is is my biggest guess because i don't think larian has been nominated for anything before no well, and I, I think a, it's going to be an absolutely incredible game. I have full confidence Baldur's Gate 3 is going to be mind-blowing, but it feels like it's more of a niche mind-blowing game. From it will be. My, the, re, the reason it's on my list is because I think... Damn, people, I froze again. Sorry. You did freeze. But you're looking... You got small. You look disappointed in us. You look, yeah, you look good. Um, uh, the reason I think Baldur's Gate is on my list, even though it is a bit of a dark horse, is because I think... Um, judges skew toward rpgs especially ones with social links i i think those are those always do really well But do you see starfield and Baldur's gate 3 both being in the six yes mm, okay I think, I think they have un, i think judges have unlimited appetite for rpgs truly ambition is often rewarded yeah, yeah. wouldn't be a big cast without a frozen age you're not kidding Pizza, John. true that um i got it what was I going to say? Uh, someone uh, asked a question I wanted to ask. I think it was Josh in the chat said, uh, Metroid Prime Remastered. I realize it's an old game. It's remastered, et cetera, et cetera. We've heard that before, but it is a 94 meta. It was very highly regarded. Do you think a game like that should be uh, have the potential to be nominated? No, but I, they still do. But I would never. I, I don't yeah. think it qualifies to me. To me, part of uh, game of the year is it's a game that defined that year in terms of like innovation and moving the industry forward. And I don't think remakes do that. Fair enough. Mm. Which is which is uh, we always have trouble, and I know a lot of people talk about this. We always have trouble drawing that line, right? Because Resident Evil Four remake, I do think, will be considered just like Resident Evil Two remake was considered. Oh yeah, it's a different game. Yeah, right? it will. Yeah, but Metroid but, uh, Prime yeah. is a remaster. It's it's just Metroid Prime. Yeah, it's it's, a, it's it defining the difference between remaster remake, I guess. But yeah, I still enough. even think most remakes probably don't belong on the list. But that's that's me. I I realize that Resident Evil Four has a good chance of ending up on the list. I just for me, I I would scoff at that. <laughs> scoff at it. All right, we've got our list. It's saved. It's locked in. We will revisit this uh, in what first week of December is usually his show. Um, so what we'll do is we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll figure out, uh, you know, if there is a single loser. Uh, the good news is here is none of us have the same six games. So I think we should be safe. Right. Um, yeah. uh, I mean, we may all get like someone will lose unless they do 10 nominations and then we could all win. <laughs> it hilarious. So whoever loses, we'll do a uh, it'll be perfect time around the holidays to do kind of this uh, make one of us play a game we don't want to play. I, I just want to put this out there. If I lose, that is cruel. 
because I already have to play bad games all the yeah, time. You get and paid I've... to play those. You get paid yeah, to play I know. Those. And then you guys are on top games. of that, make me do pro bono terrible game work. <laughs> like this is so bad. I would just yeah. be. I hope you guys choose a game that I didn't get around to. Like I still haven't beaten Final Fantasy 16. You're like Travis. You know what? Go beat that game. I'll be like, I, I don't you think you're gonna let 16 so set until the end of the year. Yeah, and, and that's not, not gonna yeah. happen. By the way, that's not the premise of this game. Tears of the Kingdom. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. I wanted to finish that one. Thank you. Um, we'll you make you play like, that really bad Last of Us knockoff that came out this week. Did you guys see that? It's like I it's a not. direct knockoff of Last of Us One. How do you uh, knock but, off Last of Us? What is, is that? Is it called the no, Last I mean, of Us? It, it's literally like that premise with the character designs and everything. It just looks really cheap. It's comical looking. I forget the name Wait, of it. What? Sorry. How have I not yeah. heard about this? This sounds like Nightmare Fuel. Why haven't I reviewed it yet? I'm very surprised. Jam Pack Sam. Hey, what's up, Sam? He said The Last Hope. I don't know if that's what it's called. Yeah, Dead Zone Survival. The Last Hope. That is a terrible name for a game. Anyway. All right. We're locked in. We're good on that. Thanks for everyone kind of participating in that conversation. We did get some creeper chats. Let's go ahead and catch up on these. Uh, so we got the one from Alex. We got uh, Dan. You ready here? We've got Mr. Don in the house. Dan, hello. All right. <laughs> Are we good? Hello. Yeah, go. Go. Am I here? No, we can hear you. I don't know what's going on. All right. <laughs> Don Leinart with a ten dollars super chat. I can't understand. I'm talking. I don't know what's going on here. I might have to. I don't know. All right. Hello. We can hear you. Are you right. All right. Hello. All. <laughs> I'm loving Final Fantasy. I don't know. I, I had like some stuttering going on. I don't know what was going on. I think I, I think what happened was I pulled up the Last of Us dollar store knockoff from Kotaku here, and they just completely screwed up my whole thing. Oh man, but it's looking it pretty bad. Uh, anyway, hello all. Thanks, Don. I'm loving Final Fantasy 16 so far. Massively impressed, but I have to say the icon fights are kind of boring gameplay. Agree or disagree? I agree, but they're cool. Um, I've got five skill trees for progress info. Tough. Uh, where was I at? I lost it. Was it that was BW? Tough between it and a hog hog leg. Hogwarts legacy. Well, between mm-hmm. Hogwarts legacy. Damn, hog leg. Hog this leg. Is the problem. <laughs> hog leg. <laughs> I thought you were making some kind of reference to hog, and I'm like, what is this hog leg? By yeah, the way, if you were just pulling like random people about game of the year, Hogwarts legacy would for sure be on the list because fun fact, uh, Hogwarts legacy has the highest traffic of any review that IGN's done this year. And it's actually not even close. Like <laughs> the, I think the next closest is like tears of the kingdom or Diablo four. And they're like, you know, 20 million or 30 million views or whatever between all the platforms. Hogwarts legacy is 325 million. <laughs> It's absurd. It is like crazy because Harry Potter draws in a whole audience of non-gamers that is a lot bigger than the community of just gamers. It's like yeah. a lot of people. And the game's great. I mean, yeah, I, I think great. if it didn't have any extra baggage, it would yeah. be nominated for sure. I think it would and as it, well. And it was the best-selling game of the year. I don't know where Diablo is now in comparison. No, it's but not even close. Yeah, Hogwarts it, was the best-selling game. Yeah, Hogwarts would still be the best-selling game. I'm, I'm almost sure of it because it, it, it's those people, those those losers that would hang outside the bookstore for the release day. You know, it's outside of the borders. You know, that's those. It's the, that crowd. They're playing Hogwarts Legacy right now. They're loving it. <laughs> oh my god, uh, Don! Thank you very much for the super chat. Appreciate you answer your question. I already mentioned it, but I agree. They're not mechanically interesting. 
Yeah, we talked about that yeah. earlier as well. Yep. Yeah. yeah. A uh, Gecko Gamer in the house. It's fun to watch. Gecko Gamer, this yeah. is the COVID catch-up here, isn't it? Yeah, yes, probably. it is. Yes, 100%. Yep. Yeah, that's why it's so ridiculous. So mm -hmm. enjoy it while it lasts. Uh, Gecko, yeah. thank you. Always good to see you. And Siddharth is back again. Uh, Siddharth with the 100 rupees. This time, curious uh, question. What is, what's the point of early access for Starfield? To sell, to make, to make money. extra money. Yes, they love yeah. that money. They got they got an issue with Game Pass and releasing everything. Exactly. So they give you an extra version that they can say is not released yet so that they can still say they released day one when they don't on Game Pass. I don't think that is a Game Pass specific problem, but it is certainly... Uh, I actually have a, 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 a problem with the language of early access because it's actually not early access. That is a marketing lie. It is late access for the people who don't pay extra money. Uh, it is not early access. <laughs> it is regular access. And then everybody who pays <laughs> less gets late access. Uh, they just rebranded it to make it sound like it was a good thing. Uh, but but yeah, I, I think that's an industry problem <clears throat> beyond Game Pass. But it certainly benefits Microsoft in this case when most people are not going to buy their game to say, hey, or you could pay us a lot of money and then get it a little bit early. Do, are uh, they doing the Forza Horizon 5 thing where you can pay like 20 yep. or 30 bucks? 35 so, bucks. Yeah, kiss yep. my ass. That's crazy. You can wait yeah, three crazy. days and play it for free, you know? Or well, I think, I think no the $35... Cost. To no be fair, time. I think the $35 comes with uh, the expansion, the first expansion yes. for the game, as well as a steel book if you want it. Yep. So correct. No, no. No. Yeah. I so, have not looked at what the Starfield purchasing options are. No, so, not either. Well, that's literally it. It game pass. You can pay the $35 for this with the expansion and the steel book, or you can buy the constellation edition, the collector thing for $250. Or you can buy the game for $60 after it's out, but Probably yeah. very few people will do that. Yeah. It'll be on Game Pass by then. So, there you go. So, so thank you very much. Thank you. You just have to work in the industry for years. <laughs> the other purchase option. All right. Uh, appreciate you guys. And uh, yeah, just a couple news things to call out here. So Diablo, uh, the team at Blizzard did a uh, live stream on Thursday talking about the first season for Diablo 4 official season, which launches called Season of the Malignant. Launches on July 20th. Uh, there are some interesting details around this season. We won't get into all of them, but basically what they said is the update itself launches two days earlier on the 18th. So you can go in and play with the new content, essentially the new items that are added and the fixes and kind of updates are doing to the game. But then the actual season play and the battle pass that goes along with that uh, begin on the 20th. And if you're not familiar with Diablo, because this seemed to be new to a lot of people, um, Diablo works where... See, you have seasonal characters and seasonal content. So there's unique things you can unlock by playing in the season. But when you play in a season, you create a character for that season. So you will create a character that plays in the season. And then once the season ends, it just moves over to the to the core game. I forget, They have a name for it. I forget what they call it. The Eternal Realm. Eternal Realm. Eternal Realm, yes. Oh, love you. in my head right when I said that. Mm -hmm. um, now, what they clarified was... The battle pass, right? The paid battle pass is all cosmetics, right? It's all transmog stuff. So it's nothing you get from that you that's going to impact your your power. <laughs> uh, and also, if you if you don't want to play any of that content in the season, you can still play your Eternal Realm characters you have today, and it'll still get the new legendaries and uniques they're adding, the 
bug fixes, all the other update, you know, that's part on the 18th. So we have it broken down on the site. If you need the details, you can check the site. I have that written up for you. But um, I'm excited about this. Obviously, I, I keep standing Diablo, but it'll be nice. I love the seasonal content. I, I'll take extra cosmetics. And I do like the malignant stuff they're doing with some more unique enemies and new ways to to uh, kind of craft your build as well, which is pretty New cool. enemies, new resources, new abilities. That's a cool thing for a season. So, I mean, I think they're growing Great. bigger than they did in, in Diablo 3, which I think is neat. Now, I okay. still have to beat the campaign to even get access to it, so I'm still behind. But Oh, wow. Yeah. You haven't beaten the... Wow, jeez. Well, you know, Final yeah. Fantasy 16 got in the middle there. Right. Fair. Fair. Yeah, um, that's another thing. So, uh, like I said, there's there's kind of unique details in how they're doing this, um, you know, depending on your character. So, if you're new to this, you don't really know how Diablo works, kind of with their seasonal stuff. Like, check out the site. The, check out the idea, the as I understand it, is you create a new character because in that season they add a bunch of stuff that basically breaks the game, but it breaks it in a yes. fun way. So you can experiment and have overpowered stuff, and then some of that stuff gets added to the Eternal Realm, like they add Correct. unique items and stuff like that, but there's unique powers that kind of like break the game and let you just have like a fun adventure. And then when the season's over, they delete that character. Correct. And then some no, stuff. No, no, no. They, they, they don't move delete the character, your character over without the extras. Correct. That. To the Eternal Realm? Yes. Correct. Your Got season it. character okay. survives in the Eternal Realm. Yeah, you don't lose your character. No. You don't lose your character, but you lose all the powers that they had. Yeah, you whatever the malignant hearts is. that yeah. they're adding yeah. for this season. Great. Yes. Well, yeah, okay. So, the, yeah, you lose that stuff, but you gain uh, like... I know I played through an entire season of Diablo three to get like a, a teddy bear with blood all over him. Used to get yeah, a, used they'll to have, get a, they'll have mean, the journey sure. arcs again, yeah. journey of the season <laughs> cool. to get, cool. to get, I think they're, they're giving new titles. Yeah. There's other little things. And by the way, again, they mentioned that you, all the seasonal content you can engage with for free. The battle pass is just additional cosmetics. And the get. journey as well. Season seasonal yeah. journey they offer. Yeah, they that yeah there's a the well. new menu that is added to it. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, uh check that out. If you've been enjoying Diablo, you know, big game right now. Um, it is cool. I like that's hoax that I like the way they're approaching seasons here. As Travis called out cool. previously, um they're Blizzard seems to be doing a good job of being prepared for the live service journey. They have three teams working. So this is they season do. one. They're already working on season two. Um, and have been, almost done. Yeah, they have been for yeah. some time. So they, they seem well prepared to carry this into the future. Um, Their teams are called odd and even, by the way, in case you were wondering. They didn't they didn't name them. Some some this is a funny uh, quirk of uh, of live service games. Is some teams name their seasonal teams. Sure. Some just, yeah. Well, uh, Bungie has Alpha and Omega because they're very <laughs> full of themselves. Um, I actually like odd and even because it's very easy to know who's working on what season. <laughs> it is, but also, can you imagine the lack of team identity between uh, the odd and even team? Because at uh, at Bungie, they ha those teams have identities, like they have like personalities on them, and they're kind of competitive. And the the seasons have a very different feel because you're like, yep. oh, it came from the Alpha team or the Omega team, um, and. Uh, Our yeah, it's just I just I wouldn't get inspired by odds and evens, and Odd I feel like there, there's a pretty good like opportunity to do like heaven and hell or something cool like that, and they didn't. They just skipped all you know opportunity there. So um, prefers Greek letters. <laughs> I would have preferred a, just having fun with it. That's my well. This is, <laughs> I was going to say this is a true story. So in our in the app development in my career work, uh, we have a bunch of different teams that work on sprints and everything, right? Uh, all of our teams are named after 80s things. So there's a Goonies team, there's a Transformers team, there's a Ghostbusters team, 
uh, it's all this goofy stuff they kind of yeah my uh, team Lilith my, and I, team Inarius. exactly that <laughs> would be been great yeah, that'd be good. Uh, I or you know they, if they have three teams they could do each of the prime evils I think that'd be cool um, I I, uh, I also Ains I worked on a, a team where all the engineering sprint groups were named after uh, business cliches so one of the teams was like canary in a coal mine uh, and uh, you know just like uh, things that people say <laughs> like a lot in their core competencies. Yeah, exactly. Like just business <laughs> cliche sayings that would that would come up a lot. That was all, the <laughs> things, which I thought was very funny. Uh, um, Sidar, someone mentions a cow level. Uh, so they're they're teasing it. No one has found it yet. There is, a, it, as it, you can it, imagine, there's a big community searching for it. Uh, the last I heard last week was that people on Reddit, you know, like a group trying to find it, found a seller that does not show up on the map like a hidden seller. Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, but Diablo put out like a, a meme this week with a bunch of dark cow saying, we heard you're looking for us. Um, <laughs> so we'll see. Um, who knows if they're going to add in this update, if it's already there and hasn't been found, who knows? But uh, yeah, that's, it's always fun trying to figure that out. I love out. secrets. Yeah, I keep waiting yeah, for a awesome. seller with Zerg in it or something, you know. <laughs> they did a really good job, yeah. And, and I, I love that, you know, it's only going to get bigger and better as time goes on. Um, so no, I think it's it's something worth being exciting about. Yeah, yeah. Um, Baldur's Gate three. We kind of already talked about this, but it did get moved up to August third on PC, which is kind of incredible. That means it's only three weeks away, um, which is amazing. But on, on PC, it is September sixth uh, on PS five because PS five doesn't have Starfield, so I don't think they really cared about moving away from <laughs> the <online> platform. <laughs> that uh, is but they sympathy. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because you know, yeah, about Starfield for that, for that gate three and Starfield, man. That is that is some time. That is yes. some time. Jeez, the, the crazy thing, which Travis got a good laugh out about the Tolkien reference. Um, but uh, the team at Larian uh came out and kind of talked about some of the content in the game, and it sounds pretty absurd, uh, in terms of you know what they've developed over the past few years. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really not sure with those numbers, it. it's attractive 174 hours of cinematics. Is that it's like, yeah, you get good bang for your buck, but <clears throat> no, no, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I think what they did too is they. So there's different cinematics depending on your decisions, obviously, mm -hmm. right? So yeah, yeah no, they probably just added all the sum of all the parts and said, "Here's these big numbers to look at." Yes. you know what I mean. No, I think that's exactly what they did. And right? I think it's, RPG it's, it's Borderlands fans... saying there's trillions of guns or whatever. Exactly. True. Yes. Uh, I and I think RPG fans do like that. Hogue. I get that you. I uh, did are at a point in your life, but I like did. there's a lot of people who are 174 hours in story and they go like, oh, yeah, like, let's, why not to why not make it an even 200? Let's come on. I've got needs. I've got needs, Larry. Because, like, Final Fantasy 16 has like 22 hours of cinematics or something like that. And you can still see in the reviews. They're like, there's there's too many cinematics. And I, I don't agree. But you get that feeling when you're when you're watching so many things. Um, but it is going to be a, a huge game. By the way, I, I, a super chat popped up. I'm sorry. When everything crashed, like I lost Hogue stream live here, which I got to pull back up. But I do have a super chat from uh, Debbie W asking about Diablo. So before we continue on, I want to get this one answered. Yeah, Debbie with the $10. Uh, thank you very much. Does the Canise Cube replacement function the same as it does in Diablo 3? If you add powers to it with a seasonal character, they transfer over at the end of the season. So, no, uh, there's not a 
direct equivalent to Kanai's cube in D4 currently. Um, if And I think we covered the second question, which is if you add powers with a seasonal character, do they transfer over end of the season? No. So the, the power that they're adding in the season for Diablo 4. Yeah, it's this hearts thing, which basically function as gems, a replacement for gems. They sock it into your equipment, but they add new, basically like legendary affixes, if you will. Um, so they, you can, as Travis rightly said, their thing, their theme with it is to break the game and allow players to just become ridiculously overpowered and have fun with it, which is cool. But once the season ends, the hearts will go away. Um, what they did say is. As they do these that's seasons, not, that sounds they, like an '80s love song. When the season ends, the heart <laughs> will go away. Um, <laughs> they did say that there is a balance they're trying to walk, where they start to add things that players really have fun with, right? In the seasons, that they're gonna create some equivalent of that for the main game long term for the Eternal Realm. Yeah, it's it's um, the path of the exile framework. It's like you yeah, do pretty weird, much. It's you do weird stuff during the season, and then sometimes bowling gets added. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So. Um, I hope that makes sense. It, it was kind of, they talked through it pretty extensively on the live stream if you missed it. Um, but, you know, they're trying to make it as clear as possible, even though it's kind of confusing at times. So, all right. Thank you for that, Debbie. Appreciate it. I hope we answered your question. All right. Um, on Baldur's Gate 3, there was something else I was going to say about it. Damn it. Um, uh, bestiality. <laughs> 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 I don't think that's at. it. Um, for or against it. <laughs> but I think that, uh, you know, for kind of when you think about kind of big, expansive, hardcore kind of Western RPGs, this, this is looking like one of the best ones in a long time. So I'm pretty pumped. I, I've totally forgot because early, early access came out so long ago for this game. I bought it nearly like two years ago um, that I'm, uh, I already own it. So I'm excited to jump into this for sure. Is this one of the games that, uh, was paid to not be on xbox is that one of the no, no that's what happening? i wanted to mention thank you uh mm. no it is coming to xbox um oh, okay larian said there is no exclusivity deal they clarified that a little while ago basically what they said is they were um just finalizing some of the optimization within their engine to to make it uh run properly on series x and s together so it will be coming to xbox in the near term they're already working <clears throat> on it they just don't have a release date currently so probably next year I, I, I yeah, well, I, I think I think they said they're they're targeting by the end of the year, but they haven't kind of confirmed that. Also, so correct they, me if I'm wrong, but I think in the past companies have said there's no exclusivity deal, meaning, and they've like kind of danced around the fact that there were timed exclusivity deals, you know. So there's like a six month wait. I I know that there's they have in the past reason. that doesn't apply here. Yeah. You think so? No, no, I, I, they, they were super clear about it. I, I don't have it in front of me, but no, they, you know, they did. Yeah, for sure. They, yeah, I saw it too. They came out and talked about it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think they were having just issues with the X and S, you know, getting it. It's too, they have the force. Yeah. Well, yes. Yeah, yeah. They have, the, you have the force parity on Microsoft side. So you have to have, they have to run on both. And I think they were just having a few little issues with that. And they're going to have it out probably by the end of the year, I think is what they said. That's what they said is they're targeting. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully not too long for Xbox players. But yeah. uh I mean, like we said, you've got Starfield on the Xbox side in September. So play that for months and then you'll have Baldur's Gate. 3, yeah, I'll so. be playing on PC regardless. I think that's top down RPGs. Come on. PC. Yeah, I, I mean, PC. I think they've, they've got it down to, to make them console games after the Definity series. So I don't think anybody should be worried about playing it on consoles. Yeah. I don't know. I to me the Divinity games were 
kind of irritating on console. No. <laughs> really? Come on. I love the, Meanwhile, I mean, there's many plays on PC with a controller. See, I have yeah, I have, I have no, I have no chaos. PC to run it. So chaos. I, I will be playing. I see now. The problem I don't blame with... anybody for playing it on PC. I just oh no. I, I just I, I, so I, well, I beat both. I beat both on console, so I could do couch co-op. Is that something you can't get on uh, on PC? But right. I cannot right. tell you, man, that moving that cursor around, how many times your character ends up standing in acid or something for 14 rounds, and you're like, God damn it, this controller! You know, this, <laughs> this is not the right input for that game, I think. But <laughs> see, I, 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 I saw it come out. I'll get it for the console. I'll get it for PlayStation. But now I'm kind of teetering on like, which one to play first. Like, do I play Starfield or Baldur's Gate? You're going to play Starfield first because it comes out yeah. first. It comes out at the same time. Well, I mean, it's like a, it's the same like, time from PS5. here in July. I think he's saying PS5. Comes out first. PS5, like, no, yeah. He's talking about PS5 version of yeah, versus uh, Baldur's Starfield. Gate 3, which comes out the same day as Starfield. Right. Yeah. Makes same sense. Day. The yeah, PS5 version of I mean, if you're not playing Starfield on the day it comes out, you're going to feel like you're living on a different planet because people are already going to have played no and you're gonna have all the video clips for <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> you're going to you're already going to see all the clips and highlights and impressions from uh, well, Baldur's Gate all that stuff. in August. I mean, yeah. but you're going to see it anyway. It's the internet. Yeah. You know, you're not kidding. Yeah, I think you overestimate your kids are going to talk to you about it. They're going to be like, Dan, you haven't played this game. You I ain't worried about it. I'm not worried about it. So what I will say about Baldur's Gate, come out of the room. by the way, uh, Siddharth asks, is Baldur's Gate much different from Divinity? Um, so I would say, really. you know, kind of, yeah, similar mechanics in that sense. But I think, like, if you're not familiar with Baldur's Gate 3 and why people are excited for it, this is a very kind of in-depth Western RPG. A lot of conversations, a lot of item management, um, depth of character creation and relationship building. So if those are your things definitely look into this game if you're someone who doesn't like to kind of if you're more of a final fantasy 16 player versus a inventory relationship management player then you probably won't enjoy Baldur's gate 3 if you liked wasteland 3 and you want it on steroids then this is probably <laughs> what you want i think larian's much better writers than Index. oh 100 percent, yeah that's what i mean like this is going to be like that but way way better you know, and I actually I enjoyed Wasteland Three, to be honest with you. But it, you Wasteland know. Three is awesome. Yeah, I think it's yeah. great. So. Super underrated game. I agree. My camera froze again. Frozen. Good God! This Thank time you're not. You do not have Smolder. You look gross. <laughs> it looks like he's Thanks, buddy. something. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Appreciate you. Oh man. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know what is going on today. Some shows, it's him. not a problem. Other shows like this, they freeze multiple times. Who knows? Um, anyway, uh, so that's Baldur's Gate 3. Um, so check that out if uh, you're interested. We do have a preview up of Baldur's Gate 3 from a little while ago where I talk about kind of the story, the main characters and stuff. So you can check that out if you want to. Um, I see nothing one, of Baldur's Gate 3, by the way. Every time they show it, I'm like, oh, that's a million years away. So I'm, I'm excited to go in completely blind. The only thing I've seen is that 10-second clip of the bear. That's really all I've seen. <laughs> So <laughs> I, I, about, I, sh I streamed an episode of Baldur's Gate three, like a year and a half ago. I totally forgot I did it. Um, nice. So, uh, yeah, it's 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 very cool, at least early on. And they said that the early access, even with all the stuff they added over the past two years, the early access act in the game is less than 25 percent of the whole game. So it is going to be a huge, huge game. 
I expect people to spend hundreds of hours on it. So just uh, if you are jumping into it, be realms. prepared. Say it again. I said back to the Forgotten Realms. Yeah, so Baldur's yeah. Gate 3 is is a game in a rich legacy of PC games. For those of you that D &D are not games. seasoned, Baldur's Gate 1 and 2 were special. They right? were fantastic they were. games. Um, I remember playing Baldur's Gate 2, I believe, on the original Xbox, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I, um, on PC. I played yeah. on PC as well, but I remember it. Xbox. Uh, Playa, am I getting the premium upgrade for Starfield? Oh, you know me, man. I'm getting the Constellation Edition, and I'm getting the collector's robot statue. Oh, I ordered the Any, robot statue. The knee? Oh, Everything. gross. God. Yeah, I've got the controller sitting right here. Uh, it's You know it's what? I I hope your steel book is twice as empty. <laughs> Look at this guy. Because, right, the steel book doesn't come with a physical disc, right? Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. Dude, you this take, controller is stunning. Come on, you, man. It's do you amazing. Take, do you take a drinking with you, though? I saw somebody took a drinking with them on Twitter. Drinking? Yeah. yeah. I saw somebody took a drink. Like, they took, like, they like took at a, a bar. They took a picture of, like, their controller at a sports bar with, like, a glass of whiskey or something. They are no. like, hey, look at this. I'm you know, weird. I'm just, I'm I'm just not waiting for Starfield. Yeah. yeah. It was super weird. Yeah. Super weird. Yeah. God, how's it feel uh, being a paid shill, uh, you know, I mean, as we heard, Xbox pays people very well to support them. So, uh, nice. yeah, man, I'm doing well. I mean, they would have to. They would have to pay. <laughs> <laughs> Are you on their legal team? I didn't see you in court, but I don't know. Um, no, actually, uh, so they, if you didn't see, what I forget what the robot's called now um, in Starfield, your your helper guy. Uh, Mr. Beep Boop. That's his name. They, I mean, they, I Bethesda wish it was doing, called that. Bethesda's doing a... Uh, a mini statue of him that they released on the Bethesda site. They're only making 800 of them. I literally ordered it while I was in the theater watching the direct when it went live. It's sold out that night. It's already sold. It's been sold out since that day. Good. So. <laughs> Nobody else should have to buy it. Just sell them out. I don't want to hear about it anymore. I'm telling you, man, people love those things like me. Vasco. Thank you guys. I can't believe I forgot his name. All right. Uh, last piece I thought I spent eight hundred dollars. I spent yeah. No, 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 not eight hundred dollars. It's eight. They made it. Oh, 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 oh. How, how much was it? Hundred bucks? A uh, hundred sixty, maybe one seventy, something like that. God, you simp. Constellation edition was two fifty. Controller was eighty. You know, it adds up. Um, I bought two controllers, by the way. God, Annapurna. <laughs> Annapurna is uh developing their first in-house game so i think we all know that annapurna you know indie publisher do a lot of uh kind of really really cool games um but they build a small studio and they're developing their first first what in-house game i guess is the best way to say it uh and it's based on blade runner so they're making a game called blade nice. runner 2033 which will take place between the original movie and 2049 um and all they've said so far, this is the description. It's very kind of, uh, you know, details still to come. But la it's called Labyrinth. Uh, it takes place in a dystopian Los Angeles like its cinematic predecessors. And the game's events occur after the blackout hits. So Great. there is like a uh, teaser trailer for it. It's Blade Runner. It's Annapurna. I'm excited about it. I think what's that, up uh, with uh, what's up with cyberpunk games and movies really enjoying telling you what year they take place in? In their titles, <laughs> it's true. you know what I mean. Like <laughs> Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. There was the Blade Runner. What was it? Twenty forty something. Twenty forty nine. I yeah, think right? twenty thirty three. They just love that. I the original Blade Runner, if I'm not mistaken, takes place in twenty twelve. 
It's like close to where we are. Right? 2010? No, we it, it Blade Runner Day. Yeah, we Blade Runner. Blade it, Runner. It's a long time ago. I, I was in college when Blade Runner Day happened because I turned to my friend. I was like, dude, we're living in Blade Runner. And he was like, no, we're not. This is way worse. I was like, yeah, it's true. We don't have flying cars or anything. So, uh, it no. is November 1st, 2019, supposedly. Mm. Yeah. That's what Google says anyway. Blade Runner Wait, Day. what? It no, says right. Blade Runner's story famously happens in November of 2019. That's what it says. And they were way off. Back to the Future is October 2015. What yeah. am I thinking of that was in 2015? Well, the Cubs won, didn't they? That was the year the Cubs won. Cubs won. <laughs> so it is an alternate reality. No. <laughs> no, they won, I think. Didn't, didn't that become, didn't that become come true? They actually oh, yeah, won. Yeah, Parks and Reds. Parks and Rec yeah. did the same thing. They also yeah, it says, here's another. It says, Blade Runner occurs between November 19th and 22nd in 2019. Hmm. I must be thinking of some, some other stuff. Uh, thing. But yeah, they love telling anyway. you what year they took place. Yeah. Um, I'm excited for this game. I'm a big fan of Blade Runner. Not the movie. Not the first movie. Everybody loves that movie with Harrison Ford. I think it's bad. Um, but uh, Blade that Runner man. first movie He's the greatest good. man alive. But the Harrison Blade Runner 49 is great. I think 2049 is awesome, good. A, yeah. amazing. But I'm a huge fan of uh, of Jared of, Leto. Of our, no, of our boy, <laughs> of our of our boy Dick. Okay, I'm a total dickhead. That's what I what I, I, I love. I love Philip K. I Dick. I don't see he's what that's got to do with the movie. <laughs> Philip K. Dick. Uh, I'm a. He's one of my favorite authors of all time, and I really, really like the original uh, book he wrote that. Uh, became uh, do androids dream of electric sheep which was then turned into the blade runner movie and the movie could not be farther from the book and so for me i'm just like yo this is like kind of a, a b movie based off of one of my favorite novels ever Travis just hates so. daryl hannah yeah, just, look, I get, way, why, I get why nerds like it because it's formatted like a video game like it has like boss fights and stuff like i i get why nerds like it but the book do androids dream of electric sheep is a profoundly uh pow like powerful piece of science fiction and blade runner is kind of like just cheap you know television i don't think blade runner is a great way. movie but i do think it's got some of the best production design in history it's i think great that's what i like about it yeah it is that it's true it yeah and it and it and it also it does get the setting right of of uh Dream of electric sheep like philip k dick apparently saw the movie and was like like how did you pull that out of my head was his reaction so um i i think the setting and production values are great and Her harrison ford's awesome and blah blah blah. but i just don't like that but, the movie. by the way the reason i'm laughing so hard is when you first said do androids dream of electric sheep go back and look at dan's face because you look so confused i have no idea what he's talking perfect. about no idea. I mean, philip, k. Dick, philip k dick is a fantastic author who has way too long names for everything he's ever written yeah. uh total recall uh was based off of a short story called we can remember it for you wholesale written by <laughs> philip k dick and so as you can tell a lot of his pieces they've probably made like 20 pieces of tv or or movie based off of philip k dick stuff and they always rename it because he is super bad at naming his stuff i think yeah. it's scanner darkly that that is the original name of that one. So that mm, he yeah, finally, yeah, yeah. That, that's the only one. Okay. That if there's a sci-fi movie you like that deals with that. memory and thoughts and existential questions, often yeah, or cool. God, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Sard says Travis sees Blade Runner like my boyfriend sees Final Fantasy 15. How did my favorite thing become this? 
<laughs> yeah. I do. If you redo Andrew's Dream of Electric Sheep, like you will be blown away. And then you'll look at Blade Runner and be like, yeah, that's worse. Like, as it, I said about such... Foundation, Foundation is a very different kind of story than the Apple show. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. You guys assume I read. So that's your first mistake. <laughs> you probably <laughs> should read a little. And I maybe prefer... just. I haven't read since I was in college, so that's good. I'm good. I tend to prefer Thank Harlan you. Ellison to Philip Dick. No. Really? Yeah. Someone said Minority Report as well. Mm -hmm. I would put so. Philip K. Dick as my favorite science fiction author, and then second would be, um, uh, I'm forgetting the name, uh, uh, Left Hand of Darkness, feminist sci-fi author. Oh, why am I forgetting the name? I'll remember it. I think Left you're enough as you go. Yeah, I really think it's like Ray Bradbury. Roger Zelazny. That's the only one I know. And maybe Robert Heinlein. <laughs> Timothy Zahn. Timothy, Timothy Zahn is, is, is good, a good but... author. Yeah. I know. <laughs> that's why I said that's probably the last books I read. It was like Ursula Le Guin. Oh, that yeah, thank you. Whoever Ursula wrote Le Guin. That. You I was gonna I was gonna remember it. Feminist sci-fi for Ursula Le Guin? Yes. <clears throat> she she she's amazing. Yeah. I used to I mean I think I read all of Earthsea back in the day. Yeah, it's good. You guys should read. I, I read this morning. I'm currently uh, read. I'm I reading. The, uh, I like I like Thomas Zane as a choice. Fictional author Zane. from Alan Wake. Yes. <laughs> nice job, shoot. Hey, his his works include <laughs> Alan Wake and his entire life. Apparently, maybe uh, or the reverse. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or or the reverse. Yeah, that's true. That is true. <laughs> What do you think it is? Um, do, you, do you do you guys? Can we get deep into Alan Wake lore can, right now? I, I, at some point, we should do a whole show where we just analyze the blackboard from Quantum, uh, Quantum Break. Break. Talks about Quantum Alan Break. Wake. Yeah, because I I think I think Alan Wake is a real person, but I think everything you play as in Alan Wake One is not the real Alan Wake. I think it's Mister Scratch, as he's sometimes referred to, like he's a piece of scratch paper written by the real Alan Wake, who's in the lake the whole time. You Am know, I he's crazy? Not referred to as Mister Scratch, he's referred to as Mister. <laughs> That's true, <laughs> <laughs> but he he's Mister Scratch on paper, and then in, in, when you say it, your voice just scratches out. Apparently, so it sounds yeah. like we should play Alan Wake two later this year, and then have an Alan Wake a cast where we. Discuss oh, I would love that. I'm, I'm deep Alan in Alan Wake, Wake lore. Some of the best writing in video gaming, and if Alan Wake two is remotely as good, it's going to be fantastic. Yeah, and, and none of us put it on our game of the year list. Of course we didn't. It's I, not gonna I, it's not it just isn't. I'm sorry. It, it comes out too, too late in the game. Yeah. Stakes are too high. Oh, I would love for Alan Wake 2 to be nominated. First of all, because I would love for it to be that kind of experience that it's worthy of nomination. Right. But we also didn't put Armored Core 6. That's kind of crazy. That, you didn't put I a almost put that as game my six. on your listing. I know. On, I like, almost put it instead yeah. of Final Fantasy 16, but I just think Final Fantasy 16 is too big of a name. I, I have a yeah. prediction that uh, that a all of our lists are going to be like wildly inaccurate because I think there's a really big recency bias. The closer you release to the Game Awards, the the more yep. likely they are to get nominated. And so I think Starfield will be there, but I think a lot of the stuff we mentioned from the first half of the year is going to be completely left forgotten no about. That's that's my theory. It's gonna be like a lot of games that came out at the end of the year. <laughs> not with not with stuff like Final Fantasy and Zelda. Well, I think Alan Wake and Diablo. Ze are Zelda, you're great right. sons. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Um, so yeah, we can do that. We'll have a Alan Wake 
cast later this year at some time once we get through Alan Wake 2, which who knows with all these games when that'll be, but we'll figure it out. Um, the only other thing I was going to mention this week, which people were waiting on because we talked about it a little last week, but as I understand anyway, I haven't been paying close attention, but nothing really came of the whole FTC decision this week, right? Uh, she didn't make her decision yet, but... That we know of. Well, I mean, if it's under seal, it's under seal. But either way, it's not something we can publicly talk about yet. Correct. Yeah. 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 So we'll see uh, whenever that decision does come out. Kept Googling we'll re- it. I was like, we'll revisit that, that <laughs> and see what happens. But yeah, boys, I think that's going to wrap us up for today. We got our, our choices locked in. It's saved here. You can't change it. There's no take backs. Um, either way, I think uh, we kind of all well, are winners here in the sense of this this year is absurd and did uh, you say hollow knight is it is a potential take back except yeah. for that one yes if, yeah, if, yeah. Silk, if, if anyone wants to replace a game with silk song depending on a release date but remember it would have to release by october to be included right um i don't see that happening it's july yeah, i think it's a january february game probably yeah i, I don't think it, it's gonna happen so um anyway um and and honestly right if you're the makers of silk song even though you have a lot of people anticipating that game with this list of games coming out why wouldn't you just wait till january or whenever would be best for them it just makes sense because because games are going to get lost studio anymore until you (laughs) if you don't start (laughs) selling copies of the game that's the only thing i can think of yeah and i would like to think they're not in that place but um especially remember that silk song has a game pass deal too it's launching mm-hmm. on Game Pass, so they have that guaranteed money. Microsoft money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's been a good show, guys. Thank you. Uh, despite a light, a light week, we had fun with it. Um, I'm super pumped about all these games. I, I Even until writing this, obviously I knew Remnant 2 was coming in a couple weeks, but um, it didn't actually hit me that Baldur's Gate was only three weeks away. Uh, that's just nuts to me. And like Travis, you said, we have a From Software game releasing next month, too is just nuts mm-hmm. so uh pumped absolutely pumped. The problem with that, that if i'm reviewing ago. starfield i'll probably have starfield though by time armor core 6 releases so that's gonna i wouldn't count on it as well you Probably think that's that gonna be one that coming in, in hot, hot. It, Dude, it, but, that's that's by all accounts it's coming in like a week before the game comes out that's insane yeah, how, yeah. How, there's no way reviews get done then they're gonna have to, well i mean some people will just throw a score on it of course but i mean a real review like there's no way you're going to review Starfield in 30, 40 hours. If I were to review Starfield, and I'm not saying that I would, but if I did get review Starfield, it would be because we got the code a week before the game comes out, and they were like, Travis, you're the only person who could go goblin mode enough to review <laughs> this game. And uh, that's the only way I would get to review that game, is if it comes in so hot that they're like, who do we know who has no loved ones or any responsibilities? And, and then they would turn to me. Yeah. By the way, I do like that every week you say you have no loved ones as you got engaged like six months ago. She doesn't love me. It's <laughs> purely, purely political. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's all about you can get yeah. an IGN reporter. Yeah. Well, no, she's just, she, she, you know, her family and my family were going to kill each other. And, you know, it was a political arrangement. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. you make stronger do. together. It's an alliance. Yeah. You're the dominant of fire. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, I don't really have much to speak about on this week. I did not get to the headset review last week of the Maxwells. I'm going to do that this week, so I'll get to that. So keep an eye for that. Like I said, if you want to know more details about Diablo season, we have that up for you. Um, and our Final Fantasy 16 review is late because of uh, just the sheer length of the game and the time our reviewer put in. But his thoughts are up on that Thank as well. You. He really enjoyed it. Um, so other than that, but uh, Travis, what do you got, man? Anything you want to shout out? 
Yeah, um, I've got uh, my review of Everybody Wants to Switch. You can see on IGN.com. This week, I'm going to have uh, another game that's going to get added to the pile of terrible games that IGN's made me play. Uh, I can't say what that game is, but it's bad. Uh, and um, then next week, I'm going to start reviewing Remnant 2, so you can check that out. I also have a whole bunch of previews uh, that I think you should you should check out. I think I have six going live in the next two weeks. Um, one of them uh, went live on Friday, which is uh, a preview of a game called My Friendly Neighborhood, which answers the very important question, what would Resident Evil look like if it happened on Sesame Street? Um, and so you end up getting attacked by evil Muppets on a Sesame Street set, a Sesame Street-like set, and an evil Big Bird and uh, Grouch. And it's a very strange game. I think that comes out next week, but you can read my thoughts on it. I played most Grouch. of the by this point. His name's Oscar. Oscar, yeah, the Grouch guy. Well, they, they give a different name for him. In this uh, was it Just Larry like or Ray? Ray? He's got like some garbage name. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah. Apologies, can't be named Ray. <laughs> Travis is pulling reason, his shovel out as I'm always. Sorry. He always, he always has the shovel look, like in his yeah. back pocket, just look, ready to I'm go. Reviewers. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. If your name is Ray, if you go by Ray, your odds of being a plumber or a garbage man increase by 90%. That's all What's I'm wrong? saying. What's okay? wrong with plumbers or I garbage men? There's nothing doctor. wrong with it. I'm just saying your odds of being a trash human, like a waste human, I don't know if there's a better way to describe it. Go up. That's all I'm saying. I think that's the end of the episode. <laughs> uh, it's at this point, uh, season just, gaming anyway. does not have lawyer representation. Says I'm just, I'm season just gaming does not condone the thoughts or <laughs> comments of. Oh boy! <laughs> all right. Well, thoughts of Tiger High Travis are not the thoughts of anyone else ever. Yeah. <laughs> ever. Yeah, time. I like the ever at the end. That's Look, ever. I'd rather be original than boring and you know what this is legal advice this does create an attorney client privilege everything i'm saying right i'm just now. gonna go ahead and mute um, guys it'll be easy. <laughs> <laughs> i don't respect laws do whatever you want all right anyway uh yeah you can read uh, all my stuff on engine.com and follow me on twitter or threads or wherever we're going in this post-apocalyptic world and uh yeah thanks guys all right uh by the way we got a very late super chat just now uh not nice. thankfully related to any of the comments travis has made um oh, but good. rob comes in and asks yeah, us, can you lock in your final guess on the percentage outcome of the pi ruling for ftc so, versus abk so i wouldn't say percentage guys let's go ahead injunction granted or not granted yeah that's the percentage yeah. i mean so but, but i, I just yes or no i've discussed hmm. this last week it hasn't changed obviously since nobody's done anything but it's it, I lean towards no PI. I know Travis leans towards the PI being issued. I wouldn't put anything at a percentage because we're really just living in the brain of one human being now. If I put it in a percentage, it would be 50, 50. I think yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's like that. It's like, I, I, I tilt towards no PI Travis tilts towards there being a PI, but I think we're both on, you're, you're pretty much in coin flip land. Yep. Mm. And I don't care whatsoever. I'm just going to say granted because I can pick. Because this is not real life. Yeah. Doesn't matter. You're gonna say granted, like grant the granted. granted. Yeah, I, I think so, probably. But um, 50 50 would be my percentage. I just want it to be over, and uh... <laughs> you're not. That's not gonna happen, regardless of the outcome. I hate to tell you. <laughs> this will carry on. This is our life yeah. now. The yeah. CMA hasn't even begun yet. There's a whole uh, appeals process going on. Uh, so I hope you're Rob. Thank you for the super chat. I hope it was worth hearing two people say 50 50. 
<laughs> because apparently they can't yeah. just pick hey, a word. We're being <laughs> honest. He asked for a percentage. We gave he him exactly what he asked for. You know. Yeah. Yep. That's Ray. fair. That's fair. Um, where I don't even know where I was. Um, frozen. Hogue, you anything you'd like to shout out? You're in Freezeland. You're in Frozen Land. Uh, uh, I no, give up. That's how I'm going to end the episode. Was, I'm ending with a big smile. Dragons on the Hogue Law Channel, and I intend to hopefully do some analysis of whenever the court's opinion on FTC Microsoft comes out, but I can't promise that either because it's still a process of getting back up to video production. Gotcha. Man, I, I mean, literally, if it weren't for you, I would have no information on this whatsoever. I mean, because well, I, I, I want to come back and talk to people about these things. And a lot of nice people ask me questions about it. It's just that video production is proving elusive. He oh, said sure. on video, but live streams are, are different. Live stream conversations about video games are different than legal analysis. Yeah. Yeah. Shush says Thomas Zane will write both outcomes. So he's on point. Perfect. Thomas Zane. <laughs> Not Timothy Zahn. Thomas Zane. Love Thomas it. Zane. Yeah. <laughs> Who the hell is Thomas Zane? Uh, <laughs> Thomas Zane. <laughs> Dan doesn't wow. know Thomas Welcome Zane. to the show, Dan. I don't know <laughs> if you've... Uh, uh, no, he's the diver. Uh, he's the diver. Do I have to sing the whole song to you? No, no, no you don't. I'll do it. No, I'm muting him again. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we're going to go ahead and end chat. You've been great today. Thanks for joining us in the conversation. Uh, we'll have some fun with the uh, game awards later this year and Alan Wake too, apparently as well. Uh, we'll see what happens this week, of course. And uh, we will talk more next week, hopefully about Travis's terrible game as well. But hope you have a good week enjoying games. Thank you as always for joining us, and we will see you next Sunday. Peace. You must find the witch's cabin key. <laughs>